0: Blog Talk Radio And let's, you know, present ourselves before before the Lord, and let's ask Him to come in, into us and to touch us and to minister with us and to minister to us. And and I pray that all of you will open up your hearts and will pray with me in agreement as the Lord's doing mighty things. Yes, so Father God, in Jesus' holy name, we all humbly come before you. God, I pray that you'd forgive all of us of all of our sins and all of our iniquities. That God, you'd wash every single one of us with your holy blood. The God, you'd cleanse us, Father God, from all that is not of you, from all, all that is displeasing to you, Father God, from all that is unrighteous. Oh, God, I pray that you'd strengthen us in that you'd fill us with more and more of your holy fire. The God, you'd fill us with more and more and more of your presence and your power, O oh God. Father God, I pray that as I've come, As you brought me here, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, to use me to minister, Lord, to my brothers and sisters. God, I pray that the words that will come out of my mouth will not be my own, but Lord, they will be yours, Father. Use me to minister to them. Oh, God, speak through me to my brothers and sisters in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, break the yokes and break the works of witchcraft that are over them. Whatever Satan is doing against them, destroy it in Jesus' name. Oh, God, I pray that you'd open their spiritual ears to hear you. God, I pray that you'd open their eyes to see you, Lord Jesus. I pray that whatever blindfold of this sinful world that may be over their eyes, that, God, you'd remove it. You'd remove it in Jesus' name. God, I pray that you'd strengthen them and that you'd fill them with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. God, I pray that you'd refine them, that you'd sharpen them. You'd sharpen them. You'd sharpen them, Lord Jesus, as your word is sharper than a double-edged sword. Let your word live in them. Let your word reside in them, Father. Sharpen them. Sharpen them, Father God, in faith and in truth, Father. I pray that you'd reside inside of them. That, God, you would dwell inside of them. That, Father God, that would make their temple ready and Lord prepared for you to live and dwell inside of them O God in the mighty name of Jesus oh Lord I pray that as I'm speaking the Lord you would come and they'd fill me up and that you would minister through me to them Lord in the name of Jesus Christ father I pray that you'd raise the hedge of protection over all those that are listening God raise father God that mighty hedge of protection over them father God leave none of them father God Father God, weak leave none of them, Father God, powerless Father. But send your mighty angels, your mighty cherubs and archangels to surround them, O Lord Jesus, to protect them, to shield them all, Father, from all the works of Satan and God break every chain. Lord, break every yoke, break every work of Satan against any one of them, Father, in Jesus' holy name. Lord, I pray that you'd be with them. You would be with them, O God. Be with them, lead and guide them, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, cause them not to falter, cause them not to stumble. Father, cause them not to slip into any sin or into any temptation. Cause them not to fall into what the enemy wants them to fall into. But, Father, always give them the strength to overcome. Because, Father God, Lord Jesus, your word says, Greater is he that is in us than he that is in our world, Lord Jesus. You are great in us, Father God. And because of you, you've helped us overcome, Father God, this sinful world, Lord Jesus. So, Father, manifest your true power and your word and your will, Father God, in their lives, Lord Jesus. As they seek you Father God, as they want more of you. Father, release more and more of you into them. I release your anointing anointing. anointing more of your presence and your power into them O god the god you will touch every single one of them and that every yoke will be broken and that every work of satan and their lives will be destroyed by the power and in the name of jesus christ the god that all the works of the enemy against them would be would, would 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 be would be broken down lord jesus god i pray that whatever the enemy is intending against them that it will not come to pass but lord your plan and your purpose will be fulfilled in their lives Oh, God, I thank you so much for all of them. I thank you so much for all my wonderful brothers and sisters, and God, I bless you, God, for all the wonderful things that you've been doing in their lives, Father, from the beginning of time. Father, all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise, it all goes to you. It all belongs to you, God, because you are good. You are magnificent, and you are great, Father, and you deserve to be praised, and you deserve to be honored. And, Father, we praise and honor you, Lord Jesus, for all that you have done. Thank you, Jesus, for being so good. Thank you, Jesus, for being so wonderful. Oh, wonderful, glorious, holy spirit we praise you. We adore you, Father. We glorify you. Father, we're indeed so grateful and so thankful to you, Father, for all that you have done. So, Father, come into this place right now. Father, pour out your spirit into this place. Pour out your Shekinah glory, Father God. Pour out your manifest presence, Lord, into all of this place right now. Fill the atmosphere with your glory. God, fill the atmosphere with your power. Charge the atmosphere with your presence, O Lord. In the name of Jesus, Father, and let every work of Satan be broken. Let every work of darkness, let every work of that old serpent be destroyed right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, consume them all by your fire. In the name of Jesus, Father God, Lord, send send angels to protect and to fight for and to defend your people. In Jesus' name, Father, supernaturally strengthen us. Strengthen us, Father God, at all times. Let us always be strong. And Father God, I pray that you'd spiritually, physically, emotionally, Father God, provide for all your people, Lord, and all that they need, you'd provide. Father, provide for us all and all that we need. Oh, Jesus, provide for us all and all that we need in Jesus' name. And Father God, now in this day, I pray that you'd pour out your spiritual blessings and that you'd cause us to grow. Whatever door that might be closed, Father, I pray that you'd open it up in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, draw us closer, closer and ever closer to you right now in this time because, Father, we need you more than ever. Father, it's in this time that we need you Father God more than we have ever so Father God I pray you would not make us stumble, you would not make us fall. But Father God, you would always be there to lift us up. That Father, your spirit will always be ready, Lord Jesus, to elevate us. Father, more and more of you, Father God, I pray you release your anointing right now into all those that are listening, into their homes, and that God they will feel your presence and that God they will feel your anointing, they will feel your spirit. Oh Father God, your spirit and your anointing is what we need, it is what breaks yokes, Father God. That is what Father God lets us experience, Father God, your true presence. So God, release your presence, Father God, and burn out all the works of satan by your fire by your anointing by your power consume all the works of satan lord in the lives of all those that are listening break the yokes and the powers of satan O lord jesus that are in the lives of your children oh father god cause the enemy to stumble cause them to be confused oh jesus appear in their homes appear lord jesus manifest your presence because god i know that when you are there when your light manifests father god Darkness has to flee. Darkness, Father God, cannot stand your presence. Oh God, manifest your power in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, be there, be there, Father God. Wherever you're needed, Father God, be there, Lord Jesus, because it is only you that is our God. It is only you, Father God, that is the magnificent one. It is only you that died to save. And it is only you, Father God, that can do Father God what is needed in our lives. So Jesus, we invite you to come. Father, I come and I, I we come before you and I ask you to take charge over my lips and that Lord speak through me do whatever you want to do through me through me, Father God, prophesy through me, whatever it is that, Lord, you would want to do, just use me, Father God, and also use all my brothers and sisters, Father God, that are listening, that, Father God, you would cause them to, to grow in you, that you would cause them to be filled with more of your spirit, that, God, they will seek you more and more and more
1: with with, with,
0: with, with, with a whole heart, that they would seek you more diligently, Father, they would seek you with repentant hearts, they would come before you, Father God, with spirit-filled hearts, Father God, they will praise you, Lord Jesus, they will rejoice. In in your name, that it would glorify you, Lord, because you're a God that deserves to be glorified and pray, because, God, you are so great and magnificent. Your power, Lord, is beyond what we could ever imagine, Father God. Words cannot describe your power. Your power is the greatest, Father God, and, and it keeps going on and on, and, Lord, we can't even est- estimate or even understand the magnitude of your glory, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father God, mountains, Father God, the earth and, and and all the heavens, they tremble, Lord, at your glory, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, how magnificent you are, Lord, in all your Glory and in all your splendor, and God, we give you all the praise and all the honor that you deserve. Worthy are you, O Lord. Glory, glory in the highest. O Father God, we praise, we worship you. Glory to you in the highest majesty, O God. We give it all to you because you alone deserve it all. God, I thank you. I thank you so much for all my brothers and sisters. I pray that you'd bless them all, Lord Jesus. I pray that whatever it is that they need, you'd become that for them. Father, you provide for all that they need, Father. Whether, Father God, it is physical provision of, of, of food or clothes or money or water. Whatever it is, you'd supernaturalize provide, Oh, God, this is your time, Lord Jesus, to supernaturally bless your people, Lord, with what they need, Father God. They'd bless them, Father God, with even even the physical wealth of this earth, you would bless them with it. But, Father God, not for our sake, but, Father God, for your glory, because your glory has to be revealed. Your glory will be revealed, oh, Lord. In the name of Jesus and all the earth, your glory will be revealed, because you're a great God, because the words you have spoken have to be fulfilled lord jesus in your timing oh god do your great and mighty works lord jesus show the earth your power oh father god show the earth your glory and your splendor oh father god reveal lord jesus your magnificence to all creation oh father god do these things as you have promised oh father god speak and let it be oh father god do these things in the name of jesus christ oh father i thank you so much all these great and mighty things that you're about to do in all of our lives god you're a great god who is magnificent and deserves to be praised in every hour and in every minute god you deserve it all and we give it all to you father in jesus name and god i thank you for my wonderful brothers and sisters that are all here that are listening god you made them father god so special you love them all and father they're so dear to you lord Lord, I thank you so much, and I love them too, my my beautiful brothers and sisters, Lord, and I pray that you'd be with them, that, God, you'd keep elevating them, you'd keep elevating them, and that, God, you'd keep drawing them closer and closer to you, God, and making them ready for your coming. God, I pray that you would do this in Jesus' holy name. Do this because, Father, your name is great. Do this, Father God, because it's your will, Lord, and you're powerful and mighty to say, Father, in Jesus' holy name we pray, thanksgiving. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Glory, glory in the highest. We praise you, O Magnificent One. Thank you, O Jesus. We are awestruck, Lord Jesus, at your glory and at your magnificence. Thank you, O Jesus. Thank you, O Glorious God. Thank you, O Jesus. In Jesus' holy name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Shalom, brothers and sisters. Um, All of you, welcome to the Lord's Day. I'm really happy. I'm really so thankful for for this opportunity, for this day, for this time that the Lord has given to us. You know, brothers and sisters, there's a plan that the Lord has for us, you know. And if you believe in the Lord, the Bible teaches that everything will work to the good of those that love God. So you have to love God because, look, no matter what happens, no matter what circumstance you're in, even if it seems so bad or if it seems so horrible, it doesn't matter how it seems, the power of God, it's always so great and so powerful to always bring you through and always to see you through till the very very end our god he is loving He is great he's so magnificent and he's wonderful and there are great plans that he has he wants you to know that he created all of you every single one of you that are on you that are listening god created you specially and unique and you know In in your life, there's a unique plan of God that is written over your head or over your destiny that has to be fulfilled. You're a piece of the puzzle that has to be, you know, fulfilled, you know, for the whole great picture, for the whole great portrait to be painted. You're a body of Christ that is so, you you know, you're, you're a part of that body that is so unique and that is so special. Every one of you has, you know, has a very special plan that has been written from heaven that, you know, God has planned for you. That has to be fulfilled, but you choose whether it's fulfilled or not. Our Lord has given you free will over your life to decide, you know, what happens, you know, what happens to you, and to decide what, you know, what let's say what you fall into. As we know, we we have free will, and you know, in this time, we the Lord has a plan for us, but with the free will that we have. We have to learn to choose God. We have to fight to choose God. Sometimes, you know, the enemy will try to come in and will try to stop you and will try to um do so many things to try to bring you down or confuse you or do so many things. But you just have to make sure that you're always following the plan of God because in every time, in every single day, you know that, that you know, that you have breath to breathe, that you have energy to move around is given to you by God and there's a reason it's given. So that glory and honor and praise will be given to God. So that, you know, the plan and the will of God will be perfectly fulfilled in your life as he has given to you. Yes, brothers and sisters, in this time, the Lord wants us to focus on getting into a deeper, deeper, intimate relationship with him. The Lord wants our faith to increase. That was one thing that he was letting me understand. That in this time, he wants our faith to increase. He wants us to increase in faith. It's very, very important to him right now because in this time, as we're drawing closer and closer, he's going to reveal himself in great, magnificent ways. He's going to do amazing, wonderful things, and he wants us to be involved. He wants us, you know, to be a part of all these things he's going to do. He wants us to be, you know, participants in these wonderful things. He wants to use us. But, you you know, it's easy for the Lord. You know, the Lord is a God that works, you know, with us in free will, and it's easy for him to work with someone that will clearly open up your heart to him. So in this time, brothers and sisters, open up your hearts to the Lord, and seek Him diligently, and ask for faith. You know, you know the Bible teaches that. You know, if you ask Father God, if you ask the Lord, for, you know, for bread, He's not going to give you stone. He's a God that truly loves all of us so much, and whatever it is that you need, if if He would send His only Son, to die for us, if He sent Him down, you know, to, to to die for us, then how much more would He give us? any other thing that we would ask for certainly if we ask for for food he's not going to give us bread or anything or poison or anything bad he will give us you know what you know what he knows is good for us because he cares about us so much because we are his children he made us in his image we're so special and so unique to him because as the bible teaches in the book of genesis and in the story of creation Yes, brothers and sisters, in the book of Genesis, it teaches and it talks about how special we are and how different we are from all of God's creation. That's why the Bible teaches us that, you know, it's not worth it for you to gain the whole world and to lose your own soul. It's not. Because you cannot compare just your soul to the whole world. In God's eyes, he sees your soul as much more important than the whole world. You know, the whole world. Just a single soul of a human being that he created in his image is much more important to him than the entire world so brothers and sisters don't focus don't you know fight after the things of the world i mean there will be times when we we all might go through certain hardships or we might desire certain things but don't ever you know give up the lord or give up on you know the holy spirit to go after this world because you are much much more important than anything, than this whole world. Than anything in this world. This whole world is all going to pass away. But, you know, a soul that God created in His image is meant to live eternal. You're going to live eternal. And it explains it here, even how special and how unique we are in the book of Genesis. As it says, I'm going to read from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. So as we see here, God created you know day and night, and he just created it by speaking us into being. You know, he's spoken into being, and, you know, it happened, it it, it was formed, that's how powerful he is. He's spoken into being. But I want you to take note about how he creates everything, and then when we reach the creation of man, there's a big difference in how he creates man, and that's the key into how special and how unique we are to God, and that's why he doesn't want to lose any one of us, that's why. In this time, I want all of you to get into deep, 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 deep relationship with the Lord because the Lord spoke to me in a dream. And it's about, you know, wonderful things He's about to do. It's about a great change that is coming in the earth. You know, especially for us believers, we're, we're living in a very, very special time as the Lord is about to pour out His glory like never. Amazing, wonderful glories of God are about to be revealed like we have never seen like like we have never you know thought of he's going to do amazing miracles he's going to provide for us he's going to use us to help you know you know the 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 poor he's going to use us to provide for those that need you know it doesn't matter what you see yourself having physically it doesn't matter at all just look at who is on your side if you have god then you have more than you could ever ask for because you know we, we live with a god that is a god of you know miracles he does you know look at how Jesus multiplied that food. He's about to do that you know now more and more, and even with 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 amazing things like the miracles we're about to see are going to be greater than ever and in this time, just stay with the Lord, stay close to the Lord, but especially with your heart with your heart, stay close to him so that you can hear from him clearly because in this time the Lord will speak to you, but you need to be able to identify the voice of the Lord from other voices. Because there will be time when sometimes, depending on, let's say, um, your spiritual standing or let's say what you're going through at that time. Sometimes, you know, the enemy will always try to bring in confusion. But you have to learn, to, to to you have to train yourself to know the voice of your father. You have to train yourself. And when he speaks to you, you have to obey him exactly as he said. And you also have to seek the Lord for wisdom. Because wisdom will guide you and help you to, to to know the will of God for your life and it'll help you to do exactly what God wants you to do. Because the wisdom, you know, of God, it's the voice of God. And it's it's sometimes it's almost like the Lord speaking to you. It'll help you know exactly what the Lord wants you to do and also discernment in this time when let's say when you in 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 circumstances where you might lack the wisdom to, to find out because Maybe that circumstance might just be too great for you to handle. Discernment, discernment—it's like will be like a, a, um, an easy way through. It'll help you to understand. It'll help you to know what decision to make. Or help you to clearly know whether this decision or this plan or this purpose is, is the will of God or or if it's of the flesh. So, brothers and sisters, please don't ignore the gifts of the Spirit. They're really helpful. They're they're so helpful. It's important for you to. To seek the Lord and, you know, sometimes he'll give you the gift of the Spirit without asking. But sometimes he wants you to ask because he does want to pour out his gifts on his people. Because, you know, the gifts, they will encourage us to get closer to the Lord. They will let us see the glory and the power of God. They will, they will increase your faith even. Because, you know, when you are blessed with, you know, let's say, the gift of vision. And you keep having these visions and the Lord will give you visions of, let's say, heaven. He'll give you visions of prophetic events of things to come, and you know when the Lord will. And you know the Lord because when He speaks to you, you know that it will come to pass, and you know that it will be fulfilled exactly as He gave you. And when the Lord does these things, you know they will increase your faith because you will be amazed and astounded at how, um, you know, a God would speak to you, and it will just be fulfilled just as you saw in your in your vision or in your dream. Or, or you got from him, from the word of, um, of of knowledge or the word of, you know, wisdom or whatever thing it is that gift that you were working through or whether it was through tongues or the interpretation of tongues. So, brothers and sisters, don't um, ignore the gift of the Spirit. They're very, very helpful in the body of Christ and they will help you to get closer to the Lord. They will help you to become cleaner and cleaner and cleaner before the Lord because those gifts they will they will help you. They will show you, you know, the 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 way of the Lord. They will show you what the Lord wants, because the Holy Spirit will work through those gifts to let you understand the will of God, and how to get them by asking for them in faith, because God wants to give them to you. He has so many gifts. There's different, and, and it's like it's amazing how the gifts are the, the the gifts of God. There's you know the gifts they grow too. They're like little, um, when you get them. At first, you'll experience um, a way. You experience how the gifts will be working in, and then you'll realize that as you grow, as you begin to grow in the Lord, you realize that there'll be a change in how you're operating in the gifts. You realize that you know there'll be a drastic, you know, improvement or change, and that's because you know the gifts of the Lord they grow. If you get the gift of tongues, you'll realize that even the gift of tongues grow because as you keep speaking in tongues, you realize that things will be changing. You realize that over time, you'll get more and more and more languages. And you realize that at certain times you speak with a certain power authority or a certain intensity and 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 at certain times you realize that as you're speaking in tongues, you know it will lead you into other gifts, like let's say when you speak in tongues to some people, it could lead them into seeing visions or it could lead them into interpreting tongues, you know the gifts they all sometimes you know sometimes they connect with each other when you work in certain gifts, sometimes they could begin to lead you into you know, working well in, in some other gifts. But you know, I'm encouraging all of you brothers and sisters to seek the Lord diligently for this for these gifts because they can help some of you. Hold on to your salvation diligently. Let's you, for the gift of tongues, for someone that might be struggling with praying and seeking the face of God. With the gift of tongues, you could stay in hours. You could stay in the Lord's presence For hours and hours and you enjoy it because when you speak in tongues it's like the holy spirit will just be speaking through you and it's like you feel like rivers and floods of joy just moving through you in your in in your spirit because you know when you're speaking in tongues you're not speaking unto man but unto god it's like you know your flesh is not speaking but you know it's your spirit that is speaking and you know although your mind does not fully understand your mind does not you know have the concept of what you're speaking But your spirit knows it's speaking to god that's when you get that gift you should also pray for the interpretation so that you can also interpret and understand so that you know in the midst of brothers and sisters you could also interpret so that the brothers and sisters could be blessed and could also understand you know what you know the lord might be speaking through you and also to you know you should also seek you know for prophecy as the bible encourages us to because the lord really what the lord desires is that the lord likes to elevate you know all of us as a body you know he, he the lord wants to save as many as possible he just he doesn't want to save just one person he wants to save as many people as possible that's why you know he says that you know you know the word the gospel has to be he has to be preached to the ends of the world you know, we have to preach this gospel to all creation, meaning that every single person, as much as possible, the Lord wants them to hear the word of God. So every single person that you know that you know out there, it doesn't matter who they are, every creature, the Lord wants them to know about his word. So you should speak and preach his word to, to everyone and, and a gift that would help is let's the gift of prophecy. Because if you have that gift, you could prophesy to the nations, to friends, to family members. And you could speak to them on the plan of God, on you know the the, the agenda of God, the hidden agenda, the plan of God. But in prophecy is going to bring it out, is going to be revealed, or even the gift of healing. You know, it, it could be a great sign that you could use for witnessing. Let's say if you have brothers and sisters, you know that let's say are not brothers and sisters yet, they don't they don't really know the Lord. If you have the gift of healing, if 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 you, the Lord would use you to heal them, it would be a clear sign that Jesus is real. Because a lot of people want want tangible proof of the real existence of the Lord. And the gift of healing is one way that you can show them or you can witness to them the power of God. That is so great. So all these gifts, brothers and sisters, there's so many more. And I want to encourage you all to seek the Lord for them. But one gift that is very important in this time that will help you to keep you safe, to prevent you from sinning and to prevent you from stumbling is one important gift that the Lord has shown me that has helped you to really understand is the gift of discernment and the gift of wisdom. In these days, the gift of discernment and wisdom, they are extremely important because there are so many deceiving spirits out there, so many deceiving people out there and you need to have discernment from the Lord because there's so many things that are going on but we cannot even see them and a lot of people, you know, you know, do everything based on their senses and what they see and what they hear. And if it sounds good, they just jump right into it. But, you know, there are days or there are times when things will sound perfect but will be really horrible. Because, you know, Satan, he knows how to appear as an angel of light. He knows how to appear very beautifully and very tempting. You know, he's like... You know he's he's like a snake that likes that is good at deceiving people and whispering to people and giving them thoughts and ideas and and de- you know deceiving and as the Bible talks about the great dragon that deceived the whole world and you know God doesn't want you to be deceived that's why you know He's pouring out His Holy Spirit and in this time He wants you to grow with Him in faith He wants you to just focus on getting a deep intimate relationship with Him just go to Him He will speak to you He will reveal to you what He wants you to know He will help you understand. Seek him. Cry after him. I mean, just go go after him with all your heart. If you want something from him, don't just ask it once and, and then just go back resting or relaxing or, you know, just thinking that, well, that's enough. No. You know, seek the Lord day and night. Just, you know, hold on to him and never let go. Because Satan's out to really, really destroy in this time. And God doesn't want to see any one of his people destroyed. He doesn't want to. So, pray for the gift of discernment and the gift of wisdom. Those are very important. Because the gift of wisdom will let you see the light. Because the wisdom of God, it's like a light that shines and that will let you know clearly whether this is the will of God or this is the will of Satan. Wisdom will let you know what will make you fall and what will make you rise. Wisdom will let you know what will make you remain saved or what will make you stumble. Wisdom will give you understanding it Will let you understand Clearly, discernment is also very crucial through discernment will show you clearly what is light or what is darkness, and you know there's ways of discerning there's different ways as 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 I heard from a certain pastor he was talking about discerning how some people could discern through the gift of spiritual open sight they could discern by what they see um, as sometimes you could discern through you know spiritual eyes like let's say sometimes i would i would see things okay i would let's see on tv if there would be a movie or a show that was not of god i would see like a black smoke like i would see like a sinful presence a sinful substance coming out of the tv screen or i would instantly i could see darkness or i could or i could see an an evil presence something that was very evil and sinful you know coming out of the tv or around the tv And if, let's say, in another instance, what I was watching was a Christian program and it was truly Holy Spirit filled, I would see, like, the presence of God. I could clearly see, like, a light, like a presence of God that would be sort of beaming or streaming out of the screen. It would be like a glowing light would be coming out of the screen. And that was really helpful to me because that would help me to know whether the Lord wants me to watch this or the Lord doesn't want me to watch this. And even on people, sometimes the Lord would let me discern people and as as I could be watching people on the TV, I could, the Lord could let me see whether they were truly of him or not and it was through discernment. And, and you know, because sometimes people would come on and would say everything right, but with the gift of discernment, that's one way you could discern. You could discern through what you see spiritually or with the gift of discernment, you could also discern through what you feel, the sensations you get. Or you could also discern through smell there's different ways, so many different ways the Lord lets people discern, and you know there's you could discern through hearing through um through um through um let's say the sensation or the feeling that you get um there's probably more more ways, but I mean this is a few that I can remember, but there's so many ways that the Lord can let you discern, and it's important that you 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 pray for this gift of discernment and you grow in it. Because there are so many deceiving things out there, and people fall into it. I, keep, I mean, I keep seeing brothers and sisters that keep falling. That you know that will would keep falling into you know traps of the enemy, and you know we all have to be careful in this time. You know we really do have to be careful in this time, and we have to always trust in God and let and you know ask Him to protect us and to keep us because it is only Him that can keep us safe. It is only Him that can protect us. It doesn't matter. Even if with whatever gift you have, we're still not perfect. We always have to lean on God and depend on Him to keep us safe. So, yes, just because maybe the Lord might bless you with gifts, it also doesn't mean that you should think, well, um, maybe you're, you're you're done, you're good, you're perfect, you're you're never gonna fall. No, you no, know, because there's so many there's like different levels of evil and demons that will try to come, and we're also we're also at a different you know there's also a level that we're in. And you know the different things that we go through, so we always have to make sure that we trust and we depend on God because it doesn't matter what anointing or spiritual gifts you have. you have to always learn to trust and depend on God because all with all that you are, it's still nothing before God without God, you will easily fall into hell. We have to learn to trust in God, and we have to learn to depend you know on Him with all that we have because all of us do need Him, and without him, we can't do anything, and we need to you know. Press in on Him. pressing into Him. Because, you know, in this time, He does want to do great things. And we have to learn to be humble. Because anyone can fall. All of all of us, as we're here, all of us have fallen before. All of us have made mistakes before. All of us have stumbled and fo- have fallen. All of us have sinned. None of us. N- not one. All of us have made mistakes and have fallen. And have sinned. And, you know, Jesus is the only perfect one that delivered. You know, that delivered us because we believed in Him. So we have to learn to trust and to depend on Him. And, you know, we have to do what He tells us to. He wants us to grow in the Spirit. He wants us to, you know, to work in the gifts, but He never wants us to ever be prideful because we have to remember that all of us have fallen before, and we can always fall at any time. If Jesus doesn't hold us, we'll keep falling. So we just have to keep that in mind. But we do have to be strong and learn to grow. We have to work as, you know, as spiritual you know, warriors of Christ that are always fighting, you know, for the truth and are never lukewarm and are never complacent because we should never think we're perfect or we should never think we've made it unless after the rapture and everything. But even after the rapture, we still have to humble ourselves and present ourselves, constantly present ourselves before the Lord, you know, blameless. We have to do our best, you know, to, to, to please the Lord and to behold because even Satan, even in heaven, that was where he even sinned, in heaven. So we have to do our best to keep ourselves clean and pure and to trust in the Lord and to give him all that we have in our hearts that is very important because the Lord will look into our hearts and that is what he cares about and that is what he judges because you know that his light will penetrate and will go through us and it's going to reveal all that is hidden in us all that is in us will be made clear before the Lord so it's very important that in this time we get our hearts right especially faith that's what else. I was, you know, I was led to from the dream that I had. That was a message that I received, that, you know, we should have faith in the Lord. We should learn to have faith in the Lord, and we should learn to identify the voice of the Lord. There are times when the Lord will speak very strongly and boldly and very powerful and clear. You know, when he does that, you know, praise God. We can hear him clearly, but there will be times when he'll speak very softly. But the Lord wants you to be able to hear him, him, even when he's speaking in the smallest voice. I know that we wish the Lord would always speak, like, you know, so loud and so clear, like, you know, someone standing right in front of us. And there are times when He'll do that. He'll speak so clear to us. But there are other times when He'll speak to us, but it'll it'll be probably in a way we don't expect. It might be in a very soft, small voice, or it might be very different. It could be in a dream. It could be, but, you know, the Lord will speak to us in the way He wants to speak to us. He speaks to us in the way He wishes and in the way we also ask him to, to, But, you know, it's all in his will. His will will be done. What he wants and what he desires will be fulfilled. Because we have to please him. Because he's the one that we serve. He's the one that is God and that we seek. And we have to learn to make him happy. Because he's God of all creation. He made everything. And we have to learn to put our wills, what we desire, out of our lives. We have to put what we want out. And we have to put what God wants first. We always have to make sure that we put what God wants first. So, brothers and sisters, I encourage you please seek the gifts. The gifts will help you. They will really help you. They'll help you not to stumble. Let's say with a gift of um, discernment. it will help you know when the Lord truly speaks. Let's say for those that grow spiritually and get deep spiritually, there are times when Satan will speak to you and you know the Holy Spirit will speak to you, and Satan will try to imitate you know the voice of the Lord. He'll try to pretend to speak to you like it's the Lord. For those that get very deep, deep spiritually, it happens sometimes they will hear voices and they'll think it's the Lord, but sometimes it's really not the Lord, it's Satan, and sometimes he'll talk like he's thought he's... sometimes Satan will pretend to be like Jesus, he'll talk, and he'll even use scriptures just so that you fall for it so that because sometimes because remember that even Jesus Christ, even Jesus Christ got tempted. I mean, I mean Satan tried to come to tempt him, but Jesus didn't fall he tried to came to he tried to come to tempt him with you know with with food and also with falling and you know Satan quoted a scripture that Jesus should fall and that the Lord would let his angels you know cap um um take charge over him. so I want you to know that even Satan even knows you know the scripture and when he came to Jesus, he came at him with scripture because he knew that Jesus was you know. Was the word of God. you know Jesus was the word of God, so he was trying to come at him with his own word, but Jesus he's you know he's the highest wisdom he knows all things and he was able to overcome Satan. But but we're not we're not perfect we're not complete yet. Right now we're still trying to be perfect. So you have to learn to trust in God and really keep the gift of discernment on, because with the gift of discernment, when Satan tries to come in like an angel of light, that gift will point out to you that it's Satan. It will help you discern will help you know so brothers you have to be careful even with spiritual gifts you have to always discern and be careful but discernment will be a great help for those this is for those of you that have you know that have experienced what i'm talking about those of you that have gone deeper into this the spirit realm or into into seeking the lord some of you would have had experiences where you heard voices that sounded like the lord but they told you things that you were not so sure of um so this is to help you. The gift of discernment will help you, and always you should always test everything with the Word of God. The Word of God is, you know, it's, it's the truth. It's the light, and it'll help you. It'll, it'll clearly show you what is pleasing to God and what is not. So, whatever you hear or whatever you get, one way to also discern is to use the Word of God. Some people could discern using the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given to them, but for those of you that don't have the gifts yet. For discerning, use the Bible. Use the word of God. The word of God will always let you know what it that's why you need to, you know, study the Word of God and understand it in your heart. Because let's say if you're in a situation and you don't know what to do, and let's say you haven't really read much of the Bible, you you won't really know what the Bible says because you haven't read it yet. Also the answer it will be in the Bible. You won't have any idea that it's even there. You won't even know where it is because there's so many books and so many pages in the Bible, you won't even know where to look to even find the answer to your problems. That's why when you have time, you, you spend time learning the Bible from cover to cover. Old Testament, New Testament, every part of the Bible, study it all. And you know, you get acquainted with the Word of God because you're supposed to be students of our Father's word. We're supposed to be about our Father's business. You know, our father created us. And, you know, he delights in it when we he gets delighted, he gets very happy when, you know, we enjoy spending time with him, when we do what he wants, when we spend time trying to please him. It's very important to him that we do this. So, brothers and sisters, spend time seeking the Lord diligently. And, you know, spend time repenting and spend time seeking him and, you know, in your quiet place. And he's going to show you what he wants you to be or what he wants you to receive. And, you know, he'll take you to higher levels in Him. He'll let you understand great mysteries that that you don't know. He will. When you ask, you will receive. And when you ask, learn to be persistent in your asking. Don't ask once. When you ask, ask forever until you receive. Ask day and night, and you will receive. Because the more petitions go up before the Lord, the more, you know, you know, like, when when you keep praying praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying, Sometimes when the Lord sees your heart, it moves him, he gets moved, you know because he's a very compassionate God, he's a very um passionate God and it moves him to you know to act on our behalf, you know it moves him to to do so much so that you know we're 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 happy because He loves to see us happy because he's a very 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 good father, he's the best father in the whole universe or that has ever existed, and he's an amazing god and and we're so blessed and so thankful to have. Our, our God as as our Father. It's such a blessing to have Jesus Christ, our Lord God Almighty. You know who's one with the Holy Spirit? They're all one. They're all three and they're all one. And, you know, He's our Father and and He's our friend. And, and you know, He's be going to become our Bridegroom. It's just such an amazing privilege to, you know, to be able to, to be servants of the Lord. People don't always understand this, but, brothers and sisters, if you can grasp this, it's, you should always be thankful to be thankful to know Jesus Christ without Jesus Christ, where would we be? You know he's called us to be to be his children to be his to be his bride, and it's such a great it is such a great it is such a great blessing. some of you might not understand it because some of you might not have the revelation to what it means to be a bride. Well, some of you just look at it as Bride of Jesus, like you know just like that, but if you understand what it means, if you understood what it means to become. You know the bride of Jesus, the privilege that Jesus has given us. It's it's amazing. It's like when the Lord showed me this, like He let me understand for a brief moment. He took me, He showed me heaven in the spirit, and we were sitting at the at the wedding supper table, and I'm telling you, everywhere was just full of bright light. It was like we were we're sitting inside of the sun, and it was just full of this golden light. It was so bright, and we're on the table, and I was with Jesus, and Jesus was at the end at the very end of the table and at that time he let me sit like like very close to him, so I could and we were communicating and he was letting me understand something he wasn't really speaking but he was communicating with me through the Holy Spirit and he didn't say a word but I understood totally what, I, I, I clearly understood like fully what he was telling me I, I, I clearly understood maybe not to the highest level but to a certain level the Lord allowed me to understand what it meant to become a bride of Jesus and I could I knew that we were one with Jesus and we were sharing his authority we were one with him and it was just for me when I was a little like when I woke up I was so surprised because I didn't know that you know there's such there's a very deep level of unity that we we have with Jesus that we, a lot of people don't know this and we should be so thankful for it it is such a great blessing you know to be able to receive what you know the lord has for us the lord is so good and i want you all to be thankful for this opportunity you have and not to waste it and to focus on getting deep and deeper deeper relationship with him to focus on you know getting closer to him you know let him refine you let him wash all darkness all sin all evil that is in you let him cleanse it all out of you let him draw you closer and closer to him Because, brothers and sisters, you are so special. You mean so much to the Lord. I'm going to continue to read the book of Genesis. And this is just to explain to you, brothers and sisters, how important we are to the Lord. I'm going to continue from um, Genesis chapter 1, verse um, 6. It says, Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament and it was so and God called the firmament heaven so the evening and the morning were the second day and even here even when God was creating even the skies and even you know the sea he was still he still spoke and it just came into being he spoke and it came into being and here it says then God said let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear and it was so and God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters he called seas and God saw that it was good then God said let the earth bring forth grass and herb that yield seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind whose seed is in itself on the earth and it was so so as we see continuing that even when god is creating you know all the earth he spoke it all and it came into being verse 12 and the earth brought forth grass an herb that yields seed according to its kind and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind and god saw that it was good so the evening and the morning were the third day. Then God said, Let there be light in the firmament of the heavens, to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons, and for days and years, and let them be for light in the firmament of the heavens, to give light on the earth. And it was so. Then God made the two great lights, the greater light, rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. 17. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Yes, brothers and sisters, even if we even when we read till this point, we see as the Lord is creating everything when he created He he you know, He just spoke it into being. And, you know, it all it all manifested. You know, he spoke it and then, you know, it appeared just as He spoke. Even till this point. We're going to continue, um, from eighteen. And to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. Nineteen So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves. So we see how the Bible's teaching is how the Lord made everything. His power and His greatness is just indescribable. He just speaks and the whole earth. I don't know if, if if we completely have the concept of how big the earth is, but, I mean, if you look on the internet, you can find out, you can get an idea of how, great, how big the earth is. The earth is really, really big. But the Lord just made it all. And, and even talking about the sun, the sun is much, much more bigger than, you know, it's much more bigger than the earth and all those other, um, you know, planets we see in the stars and all those other galaxies. The Lord made it all just with his word. That's how great and mighty our God is. That's why he deserves to be worshipped and praised and glorified. And, you know, it's very sad that so many people don't have faith in him. That's why, you know, we have to be out there helping people to know God. Because God wants people to know him. But, you know, it's like the people have to open up their hearts to him. And he also wants us to be helpers. He wants us to go out to be fishermen. You know, that's what he called, you know, Peter. And, you know, that's what he's called us to do too. He wants us to share his word so that people get saved and people begin to know how real he is and his greatness and his power and his magnificence because our god is so great words can't describe how great our glorious father in heaven is and he deserves to be praised because he's the only god he's the only true god everything is under him and nothing was made without him he made all things and he sits on that great throne and one day he's going to judge all of us for all that we have done so please be careful of all that you do. Every word that comes out of your mouth, be careful. Everything you say to someone, be careful. Everything you do, the way you treat every single person, be careful because you'll be judged, you know, based on all that you have done. And just know that, you know, when you, as you live your life, whatever you do for someone or you do to someone, you know, just know that it's like you're doing it to Jesus. So as you live your life, be very, very thankful and treat every single person like you're treating Jesus. You know, show every single person the love of 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 Jesus Christ. You know, let them see the wonderful things that God is doing through you, so that they will praise God, and then they would even want to become Christians. Because if they don't, then they you know, you know, you know the great judgment that is coming, they will all, you know they will be left behind in that darkness and in that judgment, and they will fall. I had a brother in Christ tell me about you know about a dream he had. And the brother in Christ was was telling me how he saw that there was a great darkness coming after, you know, after our lives on earth, let's say, after a certain time was up. And I believe that after the rapture, there's going to be a very, very, very great, before the rapture, we'll see signs, you know, we'll see the birth pains, we'll see signs. But after the rapture, we'll see the really, really big ones. We'll see the great tribulation. The horror of the tribulation is so horrible. And it's 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 so bad, and I don't want any of you to be in there. I don't want the Lord doesn't want any of you to be in there. That's why the Lord, you know, it's it's in the book of Revelation, and you know the Lord wants His people to know about it, but He doesn't want them to know about it so that, you know, they, they they live in fear. No, well He wants them to also know about it so that they also have the fear of God in them. But it's mainly so that they get saved. The Lord wants to save. He's a God that is eager to save. And right now, the Lord is about to do amazing things to save people. We do know that his coming is so close. It's getting closer and closer. So please, when you do everything, you know, give it your best. Because, you know, these are the last days you have to show God in heaven how much you love him. After this, you're going to be, you know, judged and rewarded based on all that you have done. And, you know, it's going to be different because we'll be in heaven. And the standards of of, of heaven are, um, you know, when we're living in heaven... You know, things are a little bit different from from here because in heaven, it's, you know, it's much because when people, I've heard of so many testimonies when they go to, you know, heaven, it's like you, you just can't help it but just to worship and to praise God because the glory of God in heaven, it is so great. You just can't help but to adore him and to love him and to worship him and to give him all the honor and all the praise that he deserves. You just can't help it. But on earth, sometimes it's very hard because, you know, on earth, there's a lot of suffering and a lot of pain. But you know, in heaven everything is wonderful and good. In heaven there's fullness, you know, there's the fullness of joy, happiness. There's everything there's just so wonderful. But on earth there is some suffering that we go through. But it makes the Lord so happy that even in the midst of our suffering we praise him and love him and adore him. Even when everything is turning so bad, we still give him everything. It makes him so happy and he loves that. And he wants us to love him and to thank him for everything and to you know, to rejoice, you know, in every circumstance that, you know, it doesn't matter what we have or, you know, where we are or what he's given us or what we can do or what we can't or how we look or what what body type we have or whatever health we have, whether we have cars or not. It doesn't matter whatever thing it is you, you have or you are. God wants you to be happy and to be thankful. Because just know that your reward is great in heaven for trusting in the Lord. It doesn't matter. Our God is so great. And, you know, he loves, you know, the heart of someone that is cheerful and that is thankful. Because it says in his word that we should pray always. We should rejoice always. We should, you know, always be thankful. We should always give thanks. Because it's the will of God for us. Because, you know, the Bible teaches that, you know, let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the Lord Lord wants us to live he wants it to be on earth like it is in heaven. But, you know, he wants us to have that faith so that those doors are open, so that it's going to be on on earth like it is in heaven. He wants us to have that faith. He wants us to fast. He wants us to live by the Spirit. Because, you know, with Jesus, wherever Jesus went, it was like heaven on earth because Jesus brought heaven to wherever he was. Because wherever he was, there was always healing. There was always miracles. There was such a great supply of whether it was food they needed whether it was my, was whatever it is they needed, God would always provide for them, and even though, even not all of it was even recorded because He did so much. He did so many things that we probably don't even know of, and He's still doing more, more and more. Jesus is still doing, and we have to learn to, you know, just to give Him everything because He deserves it. He wants us to get close to Him. I know some of you might not maybe have seen Him and are wanting to see, him, but wait. Sometimes God Lord will reveal himself to you in the right time. You know, it's in his timing he will reveal himself to you. It's in his timing that he will reveal himself to you the way you want him to. He could reveal himself to you in a dream or in a vision, or he could personally come, like you could personally see him, like you could see him physically, depending on the way He he desires to appear before you. But our God is real and he will appear before you if you truly ask him to. And we desire for him to. And if you fast and you wait on him, because he's a God that wants to do wonders and miracles in our lives. Because you know, you know, you know, the kingdom of God is demonstrated in his power, and he wants to show us that power. Because you know, a God is not a God that is, you know, just talk. You know, he just doesn't talk and talk and talk. No, Jesus shows. He did speak a lot, because when he speaks, the the speaking that the Lord does is supposed to prepare us so that we can receive the manifestation of his glory. The speaking is supposed to like when he speaks. It's like, it's, it's like the speaking comes first, and then the manifestation of his glory happens. Like, you know, when as you see it, he was, as he was creating the earth, and, you know, in the book of, you know, Genesis, creation, he spoke, and, you know, creation, everything was revealed through his word. So he's the word, and, you know, comes out first with his word, and then it begins to manifest. So it's important that we receive that word, because when we receive that word, the glory of heaven will be manifested within us, inside of us. It's very crucial that we do this. So brothers and sisters, please do all you can to, you know, have the word of God manifest in inside of you by preparing your hearts, by fasting, seeking the Lord and living holy. Stay away from all sins. Stay away from everything that is sinful. Please I beg you, stay away from everything that is worldly. You know, don't you know, don't don't go into this world. Stay away. Be careful the things you listen to and what you watch and you know what you do with your time. You know use your time to glorify god because you know on that day god will require of you all that he's given to you and god has given you gifts and talents and abilities he's going to require of you what you did with those he's going to you know um ask you what did you do with the gifts and the abilities that i gave you so please use it all for the lord because the lord deserves to be glorified because in this time the lord's about to pour out a great glory he is coming so soon so soon brothers and sisters but before he comes there's going to be a great revival brothers and sisters and i want you all to be ready for that horrible times are coming really horrible times are coming but great great times are also coming brothers and sisters and and that's what i want you to prepare for and you know if you prepare for the lord when the horrible times come you'll be safe because jesus did say that we'll hear of Wars and rumors of wars, really bad days, earthquakes, a lot of bad things are going to you know, be happening. As you know, the Lord spoke and you know what he said that does have to come to pass. But also, great events are going to happen. And the Lord wants you not to be you know, scared and terrified in sin or just to be fearful. He wants you to have faith in him and to run to him because he's doing this so that you will run to him. He wants you to run to him. Like you know, like Sodom and Gomorrah, you know when it did reach a point where too much abominations without repentance, there was a time when destruction came, but you know those that were seeking the Lord, they were protected, they were kept safe, so that's how it's going to be. Darkness is coming, but the Lord will protect you know those that are truly seeking him and those that are you know that are true, bright and that are truly ready. The Lord will protect those that truly love him, not the hypocrites. Because the hypocrites are not Christians; they're hypocrites. They're not true believers. Because Jesus says that worship Him. You know that the time is coming that those will worship. You know, the Father, worship Him in spirit and in truth. So hypocrites, they don't count at all. They're not part of 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 Christians. They're not. So please learn to trust in the Lord, and learn to serve the Lord very, very diligently, because the Lord will reward you. Yes, brothers and sisters, you know, keep loving the Lord. Keep loving Him, keep loving Him, keep loving Him. And keep staying away from all forms of sin. And, you know, seek the Lord and just stay close to Him. He'll show you what to do. Spend, you know, as much time as you can repenting. Spend as much time as you can living holy. Just, you know, stay away from all that is in this world. Just spend time with the Lord and just the Lord alone. Listen to truly Christian music. Repent. Always worship Him. Just stay close to Him. Spend your life with him. Just, you know, live that true life as though you were already married to the Lord. The Lord delights in that. The Lord delights in that. And then you'll see his glory manifesting in you gradually. You'll see how you're, you'll begin to grow and grow and grow in his spirit. He'll He'll, he'll begin to do manifestations. And, you know, you'll manifest his presence and his glory in you in, in ways that you, you've not heard of before. I'm going to continue to read... Um, you know, I'm going to continue to read in Genesis because I want you to learn and to know how special you are to the Lord. You're indeed very, very special. You know, in God's creation, you're indeed very, very, very different. You're very, very different. You're not like how you think you are. You're very different from God's creation. Don't think you're, well, the things of the world are more important than you know. You're much more important than everything in the entire world. Yeah just a human soul is that important than than the entire world the entire earth I'm going to continue to read um, from I'm going to continue to read from verse 21 so God created the great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind. Cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Yes, this is where I want you to pay attention to verse 26. As we see from chapter Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to verse 25, as God was creating everything, you know, he spoke. And when he spoke, he said, let it be so, let there be earth, let there be, um, you know, cattle, let there be all that. And it, it appeared and manifested. And you know, when the Lord speaks, it brings forth manifestation. It brings forth, you know, the kingdom of God is a kingdom that is, you know, that is a power. And dem- it demonstrates its its realness. And it's it, it's physical and tangible. And when he speaks, it, it it manifests. And that's all God wants it to be. As you keep seeking the Lord and as you grow in him in faith, you, God wants us to reach that point where we speak and it happens. And it does happen. So, you know, God, you know, the Bible says, as he is, so are we. He's given us that power. So know that the power in your mouth is very powerful. The words that, the ability, the power that God has given to you to speak, it is so powerful. And know that the words you speak have a great effect, you know, on the earth and in people's lives. So speak positive things because those positive things will be fulfilled. Always pray and, you know, just be positive. Be a very positive, optimistic person because the lord has great plans for all of us but speaking negative things will will make them a real a reality in you and you know they will you know speaking negative things will cause those negative things to manifest in your life speaking negative things will cause those bad things to become real in you and they'll even open doors to allow demons and evil spirits to come into your life to do things to you that the lord is trying to keep away from you so words are very powerful. So, brothers and sisters, yes, the Lord's about to do so many wonderful things. The Lord's about to do so many amazing things, as He showed me in, in, in this dream that I'm about to share. But right, bef- right before then, I just want you all to know this. That in verse 26 it says, Then, then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish in the sea over the birds of the air and over the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female created them so we see in this we see that you know as he created us. It wasn't just like the other things He created. He didn't just um, speak us into being. The Bible says He created us. He made us in His image. So just like you know, all the all of the creation was spoken and it came into existence. But with, with man, we were created. And not just created in man. We were created in the image of God. Who is the greatest in all the earth? God. God is the greatest. And we are made in His image. He made us in His image. And as we know that God's the greatest, and, and, and you know, He made us in, in, in His image. You know, the Bible says, as He is, so are we. And He gave us dominion over all. That's how special and unique we are. Unlike the rest of creation that was spoken into being, being with us, we were actually made by the Lord. We were made. We were created. We weren't just spoken. We were actually made. God, you know, He took time to 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 make us in His image both man and woman both male and female and we're so special and so dear so dear and so important to him he cares about us so much that he'll let his only son come to die for us so i don't want you to take your life for granted because even the whole world was put in in charge of man so this whole world that you see don't serve the world because you have been given power and dominion over the world I mean, these are not my words. These are the words of God. It says that, the um, and it says um, in verse 26, Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Yes. God gave man dominion and power over all the earth. So don't serve the world. Please don't serve the earth. Don't don't worship this world, because you've been given. Because you've been given. Great dominion and great power over all the earth, and you're supposed to use this earth to glorify God. So I want that's all you to know. That's how special you are. You're made in God's image. When God looks at you, He sees Himself in you because He made you like Him, in all in all of creation. When you read the book, when you read the Book of Genesis, it never talks about God creating us or creating anything like like him or us. He made us very differently. He made us very uniquely, and each and every one of us is very unique and very, very different and very special to the Lord. so please don't take your lives for granted. Your lives are so special to the Lord. God cares so much for you, and He wants you to know this, and He wants you to take your lives very serious, and to give it all to Him with all your heart. Yes, so brothers and sisters, like, spend your lives, you know, very carefully, and spend it, you know, live your lives according to the will and according to the Word of God. Don't just waste your lives around, just, you know, don't be reckless, but be very cautious and be very careful, because we are in dark, evil days, we are really in, 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 you know, bad times. And, you know, we need to be very careful. We need to stand firm in the Word of God so that we don't shake. Because so much will try to make us shake or fall away from the Word of God. I'm going to go ahead to share the dream I received from the Lord. Um, In this dream um, of the Lord, I was in... um, Yeah, in in this dream, I I was in a certain house, and I was with this brother in Christ. And what happened was that he... He he woke me. Um, he called me. It was almost like he woke me up. Something. He 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 tapped me and he patted me and I I got up and he called me, and I followed him and he because he told me to come with him to come see something, so I followed him, and and I quietly walked with him. It was almost like we were trying to be very quiet. Um, I followed him and we were quiet. And then he knocked on the door. He knocked on the door about a couple of times, but the door didn't open. And then he opened the door, you know, with his hand. And the moment he opened the door and I got into that room, I was amazed. I was, I was, I was stunned at the glory of God that was in that room. It was almost like a light bluish grayish. It was like a blue light, but it was almost it was a cloud. It was like a thick blue cloud. I haven't seen that ever. And in this dream it was so real. The dream just, I just, the dream just woke me up because that dream was just so real. It was a big blue cloud that had covered the entire room, like like the the base of the room was just covered in that in, in that blue cloud. And the cloud was glowing, and it was like it was like a tangible mist of God. It was like a, a, a mist, like a, a thick glory of God that you could almost that you could literally touch because it was real, like it was real tangible. or like a cloud. It was like a it was like a blue shekinah glory of God was was the manifestation of god's like holy blue presence and i hadn't seen that before i mean i see that i see that day day, um but it wasn't like this one i see that i see it happening um but not of this magnitude i see it happen and it, let's say i see god manifesting his glory his kind of glory in, in little bits and in little amounts like um like yesterday when i when yesterday i saw him you know shining his light there are like these sparks of light like fireworks that would like be lighting up like they'll just be lighting up certain parts of the room. And and it's like sometimes it happens even when the lights are off. Like he just lights the room up with his presence. And he does it according to his own will and he does this, you know, to let me know that he's there with me. And sometimes he shows me different colors of of them. But he does light up, he does light up with his orbs, with, with his presence, with what you know his Shekinah power. He lights up the room with with that light, with that blue light, and this time it was totally different because this time it was not just light; it was a cloud. It was like a thick smoke, like a mist, like a thick cloud that was huge and it, it covered the entire room. Every part of the room was covered in the thick cloud, and in a distance I could see that Jesus. It was like I could I could it was almost like I was looking into the wall or looking into a painting, but I could see Jesus. And he was in a place, and there was also another person there, and and when I saw that, what instantly came to me was that Jesus was was it was almost like he was in a courtroom, and he was defending us, God's people, was defending God's children, and I could see that Jesus was there, and I saw another person, but I couldn't tell exactly who he was though, but from the dream, I I could, I I had the strong feeling that I knew that it was Jesus defending. You know his children, he was defending God's people, and I had never seen Jesus like this ever before. I didn't know that i mean i could this is this is the, like one of the first times I could remember really seeing Jesus so passionate and so aggressive and with all of his heart, with all of his energy, Jesus was defending us, and he was trying to protect us from the accuser. It was almost like Satan would be accusing us, but Jesus was there. And Jesus was moving all of his his body. He was moving his head, his arms. He was jumping. I had never seen Jesus so passionate before. This was the first time I had seen Jesus so passionate. And Jesus was jumping around. He was moving his whole body. And he was defending us, you know, you know, before God. And he was defending us from Satan because, you know, Satan was accusing us. But Jesus would defend us. And he would defend us with every part of him. And I had never seen Jesus so passionate before. I, I was so amazed at how passionate he was. Because, you know, as 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 God, as Jesus, we think, well, he's, well, I mean, he is gentle and he is calm and he is loving. But Jesus is so passionate and he is very, very charismatic. He, he has so much energy and he, and Jesus is not a very, like a lot of people think Jesus is very quiet and, you know, he, well, you know, he has forms. Okay, sometimes Jesus could be very quiet and very calm and, you know, very, very gentle. But sometimes Jesus could be full of energy, sometimes Jesus could be bursting with with all the energy in the world, and he could be so powerful and and he could shake everything up and This was the first time I saw Jesus like this and i was I wasn't i it was taking me some time to get it in because I was a little surprised because I wasn't expecting Jesus to be like this but he was like that. And I, was, uh, I got really excited and really happy that I saw Jesus. He was jumping. He was turning around. He was moving his hand, his head. He was moving his legs. And he was defending us with so much passion. He was moving with, with, with all that was within him. And he was defending us so passionately, I saw. I saw Jesus was defending us so passionately with his heart. And, and he was defending us. And I was really happy that I saw how our Lord you know, loves us and you know, he's defending us. He cares so much about us. We're so important and so dear to him. And he doesn't want us to fall. He doesn't want us to sin. Even when we make mistakes, when we repent, you know, he's. it's like he's defending us. I could see that he's fighting for us with all that is within him. He's not, when it comes to us, when it comes to his children, he doesn't really sit down and take it easy. That's what I saw in that dream, that when he came to his children, when he came to his bride or his people, he was not taking it easy he was he was he was up on his feet and he was fighting with all that he had to see that we would be saved and we would be protected and we would be kept safe he was before God and he was fighting and he was fighting and I saw that like the uh, that you know the other person who was probably supposed to be the enemy I couldn't see him um, I, I didn't really pay much attention to him when I saw him. I saw this other person, but I was paying more attention. I, I focused more on Jesus, and I knew it was Jesus because I I saw him. I saw his garments, I saw his hair, I saw his face. I knew that it was Jesus. I, I just knew that it was him. And he was like, he was just, he was just at just defending us, just defending us so much. And I mean, when I saw that, it did make me really happy to see how Jesus passionately defends us. And when it comes to his children, he he's not really gentle when it comes to his children he fights like he fights desperately with all that is within him you know he he throws um it's like it's like when he comes to defending us it's like it's like he doesn't have his gentleman's side with him it's like you know when it comes to fighting for us he throws the gentleman's side like you know he keeps it away for a while like he's not like he's he's like totally different than what i expected because you know when i see him he's um more you know calm and gentle and peaceful but this time he was very, 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 very active. He was so active. He was bursting with energy. It was almost. It was like. It was like he was hyperactive. He was so active, and he was jumping, and he was moving, and he was defending us with with passion, with, with all of his heart. And he was moving, and and he would was fighting, but I saw the passion in his heart, and it was, I was amazed. I was like, wow, this is how much he loves and This is how far so he's willing to go for us, and so passionately and he was not being a gentleman about it he was desperate to save us and he was fighting for us with with everything with everything he didn't he was fighting for us and i saw that so passionately and he was doing everything moving jumping moving every part of his being every part of his body just to get us you know safe and defended and 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 i saw that he was winning because jesus was winning you know when it comes to jesus and satan jesus always wins And Jesus would defend someone, and Jesus would win because he would defend the person so well. Because I'm telling you, there's no lawyer or there's no defender like Jesus. Jesus is the master lawyer, or he's the master defender. If you have Jesus on your side, who can be against you? That's what the Bible says. If God is for you, who can be against you? Because if you have God defending you, then you're done. Then all those that are against you, they they better pray for mercy. Because God is so great, because Jesus, when he's on your side, there's nothing that you cannot do. And he was defending, and he was winning, and people were being set free. And I could see that all of a sudden, in that room, I could see in the glory of God, I could see souls, souls. And I could see that they would be set free, and they would, they would be. Jesus would defend them, and would fight for them, and Jesus would set them free. And when Jesus set them free, I would see how they would, they would be moving around in that room freely. And I could see the souls, and I could see that Jesus was setting souls free. And I could see the people that were within him in his glory and I knew that there were people that were with him, that he had saved, that were with him. Then again I could see he was setting people free, but then again, the people that I did see, there was not like okay, from the dream I didn't see um I didn't see as many people. I saw Jesus was defending and he was winning, but I still didn't see a lot of people, to tell you the I mean the honest truth from that dream. I didn't see a lot of people. Like he was defending and he was winning and people were getting saved. More people were coming. But the people I saw. Um there it wasn't like a lot, a lot. I didn't see a lot of people, meaning that there's still a lot of people in sin, a lot of people in the world, a lot of people are still going into hell. And as brothers and sisters, when we pray on the behalf, you know, of all these people to our Lord, the Lord hears and he answers and he defends them and you know, he fights to get them saved. So brothers and sisters, please it's very important that You know, we share this burden with the Lord, and I could see how the Lord was so passionate to save. I had never seen him like this before. The Lord is so passionate to save, and he wants us to be passionate to also save too. Lives are so special and so important to him, and our God wants us to fight to have people delivered. He wants us to fight to have people saved because he's a God that is eager to, to save and to deliver everyone. He doesn't want to see anyone in darkness. He doesn't want to see anyone in sin. He doesn't want to see anyone struggling. He wants everyone to be free because He did come to set the captives free. He did come to save and to deliver us all. So, brothers and sisters, please, I thank you. Please, you know, pray for for all your brothers and sisters that are in sin. Keep praying for them, and know that the Lord will hear and He'll answer. And just wait. You know, our you know our timing is different from God's timing. God will do things very differently from than the way we expect. But you just pray and just ask God, you know, to save them the way He wants them to be saved, or to minister to them the way he wants them to be ministered to and he will and he will bless them and he will touch them and he will deliver them like how i saw in that dream because he did set people free but there's still a lot more work to be done a lot more people still need to be set free and still need to be delivered you know by our lord god almighty and so brothers and sisters please as as you live and as you know you're saved please just you know share the heart of the lord You know, know how the Lord feels and, you know, work on his behalf. You know, know that the Lord is desperate to save. He's really desperate. In that dream, I saw that he was so desperate. He was fighting for his children with everything. Like, he was fighting with so much compassion and with, with, you know, with all of his heart. Because he really does not want to lose anyone. Because everyone is so dear and so special and just unique, very different from the rest to him. So, brothers and sisters, please, please keep, you know, spreading the word of God. Do all you can to help your brothers and sisters get saved. And also, in that dream, in the next part, I could see almost like the Lord was providing. He was providing for his people. He was going to provide because I saw someone that needed help, and the Lord used me to provide for them. And then it looked like the Lord was providing for his children. That's what I could tell in the dream. Even financially I could see that the Lord was financially providing for his children in that dream so brothers and sisters I I I plead with you just know that you know whatever you need this is the time of provision the Lord will provide because in that dream I saw that the Lord was using me to help to provide for a, a brother in Christ that was in need of something in the dream so I know that the Lord is going to use us to provide because he's going to bless us with so much because he's going to provide for us because you know he's made us a light of the world and he's going to bless us in every way just like how jesus had you know everything he needed and was providing for you know for so many people that would come before him it's like he's going to use us to provide for or to even help those that you know that truly need him because he will be the one that provides for us first so in this time god will provide for us and when he provides for us he doesn't want us to keep it all to ourselves he wants us to use it to provide for others he wants us to give you know there's a great blessing when you give and share what the lord gives you so god wants you to share all that he gives you he's going to provide for you but he wants you to share what he gives you whatever god gives you he wants you to also just like how he provided for you he wants you to also be a blessing in someone's life and he also wants you to provide for them in any way it doesn't matter how much you have, just the little or the the big you have, whatever it is, just share it with someone, and God will multiply that, and there will be a great blessing in your life, because what is so important to the Lord is, you know, our hearts, our hearts are extremely important to him, and he wants a heart that gives, the Lord loves the heart of a cheerful giver, he wants you to be cheerfully giving, he desires that you cheerfully give, and then after that what i could see was almost like um i could see something happening um it was like i i met this this woman who i was speaking to who was speaking to me about about angels and she was telling me about the angels that were in that were in heaven and about how the angels were praising the lord in heaven and all of a sudden i i, I saw heaven and it was so beautiful i saw the angels and the glory of god in heaven it was like this golden glory And I could see the angels, like so many of them, thousands or even millions. And they were like all dressed in robes. And they were just praising the Lord. They were just glorifying the Lord. They were praising the Lord so greatly and so mightily. And then, after that, I could see wonders in the sky. That's what the Lord is telling me, that he's going to show wonders and do miracles and show amazing signs in the sky. As I was seeing, I could see almost like the sun. And I could see something like, like um, it was like a celestial body. I'm not sure if it was um, a planet or a comet or or the moon. I don't know what this was. I don't, I don't know what it was. But it, I don't know if it was an asteroid, but it was like a celestial body, like a body that was from space. And it was moving. And it was, it was, there were like wonders in the sky. I saw the sun, and I saw like, it was almost like this, Body covered the sun. It was it was almost like a form of you know, like first of all it looked like it came into the Earth's atmosphere like this body. I don't know whether it was uh, an asteroid, I don't know, but it, it, or a planet. I I really don't know what this was, but it almost came into the Earth, and then it, like it, it went like towards like it went around the sun, and then it went in front of the sun for a moment. It sort of like slightly maybe eclipsed the sun, sort of, and moved over and past the. Um, the sun again and then it moved across and it was so beautiful and i i i really don't know what that was like i didn't know what that was but after i could see like the sky and i could see like rainbows and i could see and it was like and and then what i got from that was that there were going to be god is going to show wonders in the skies that's what i got that the lord is going to manifest glories and wonders in the skies He's going to do amazing things in the skies. He's going to show signs in the skies and show wonders in the skies, you know, to show people the times are in and that, and that He's coming. But right now, what the Lord wants all of His people to do right now is that He wants His people to focus, you know, on on you know on Jesus, you know, focus on His glory and you know and focus on you know the the you know the will of God and getting people saved. That's what He wants His people to focus on now, because He is coming so soon and you know what he has said will come to pass but he wants you to focus on being saved and helping other people get saved and you know know that if you're you know according to the lord's will let's say if it's the lord's will for you to come home before these events or the rapture it will happen but if it's not his will and he wants you to stay behind then he'll protect you it's as simple as that so just know that you're as long as you're in god's will everything will always work for your good because the bible says you know all things work a good for those that love god if you love God. If the judgments come, and if it's the Lord's will for you to come home before then, or during the judgments, you will come home to heaven. If it's His will for you to stay behind, He will keep you safe. He will protect you. So whatever God's will will be done in your life, but you just have to be in Him. Because when you're in in, in Him, that's only how, you know, when you're in God's will, that's only how, you know, His His plan will be fulfilled in your life. So you have to learn to, to remain in God's will and to remain in God's plan for your life. You have to learn to remain humble and and always pleasing to him and and always know that, you know, he's a God of love and and, you know, he's a God that wants to have a, a a very, very deep, strong, intimate relationship with you. That's what he really desires. He wants a very, very deep relationship with you where he's always communicating with you, you're always speaking back to him and you know that he's there and you know that he is so real and you know that he loves you and 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 he knows that you love him, and and you communicate with each other. That's what he cares about: that you love him, and that you know you don't pretend you're not a hypocrite. You seek him even when no one's there. You don't do anything you all you know to please the Lord. I mean, I mean, sorry. You don't do anything to please man, but to please the Lord. I'm sorry. Please excuse my words. Um, I'm sorry. You do everything to please the Lord, but not to please the world. You don't do anything to please the world. The world. I mean, the world. I'm sorry for for those like a, a slip of tongue right there please forgive me I'm so sorry about that but you don't do anything to please the world I mean the world doesn't you know this earth this world the sinful world you don't please the earth but you please God you do everything you can to please Jesus Christ because he's the only one that is worthy to be praised and glorified and you know you have to love him with all that you have and all that you are because he deserves you know to be worshipped and adored and he cares so much about us he cares so much about us. So, brothers, sisters, right now in this time, focus, you know, on being ready for the coming of the Lord. That should be a priority. Just focus on, you know, always being ready. That even if, you know, a judgment comes and you happen to pass away, you're going home, just always have your heart ready and to be ready to die for the Lord, even if you have to. Just be ready in your heart at all times. Because great events are about to happen. that will shake the earth, but great glories are going to come too. You know great you know great things are coming, great things, you know great judgments are coming, but also great glories of God are going to be revealed, great revivals, great miracles, and the Lord wants you to be re- ready for those you know those revivals, you know the judgments that are also coming, they're also coming, meant so that there'll also be a great revival, so when the judgment comes, people will repent, and people will you know will will seek the Lord, it's not coming because the Lord is you know he likes to really maybe destroy things or make people sad, no, 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 that's not it. The judgments are coming because the Lord is eager and seeks to, you know, deliver people. He wants, you know, people to be saved. And sometimes for people, you know, to to be snapped, you know, back into, you know, reality and to, to, you know, to know that, you know, things really are about to happen and they need to repent, sometimes the Lord will have to use judgment so that people will repent. Judgment will cause people to repent. So everything the Lord is doing is good. He's about to you know pour out so much of his glory so that people will be touched and also for those that are very very stubborn and those that are very disobedient he will bring judgment so that they repent and they they change and right now he just wants you to be right with him because you know as we're seeing they're they're happening but also just know that great glories of god are coming god wants to save you and your family members and he wants to save your friends and all those you've been praying for him to save And, you know, this is the time that God's going to do all these things. So just remain in the will of God. Remain in the Word of God. Remain in holiness. You know, do your best to remain in God's um, righteousness, you know, His righteousness that He gives us, you know, through the blood of Jesus Christ. He sanctifies us and He makes us clean before Him. And always just do what the will of God is that you know for you. you. If you know there's something the Lord wants you to do, do it. If you know, there's something the Lord does not want you to do. Then don't don't do it. You know, just you know, just be like a child, a humble child, that would you know always obey the Lord in whatever it is that the Lord wishes and desires for you. If The Lord tells you to do it, you do it. If he if he tells you not to, you don't. Yes, brothers and sisters, indeed, the Lord's coming and great things are about to happen. So, I want us to go together right now in prayer. Right now, and ask the Lord to pour out His Spirit to touch us and to minister to us and to you know to make us ready. And to remove sin from us, and to remove all fears and all darkness that is in us, and to make us ready, because brothers and sisters, great things really will come. I want you to rejoice and to thank the Lord, because our Lord He's so good. He's about to do wonderful things. He's not going to leave us, you know, stranded. He's not going to leave us in pain and in darkness. But He's going to fill us with joy and with hope. You know, He's He wants to, you know, He, he wants it to be. You know, on, on, on Earth like Heaven. He wants Heaven to be on Earth. And so he's, want, he's going to pour out his glory. So, brothers and sisters, let's pray that the Lord will make us ready, you know, to receive this glory. And, you know, he's going to work supernaturally through so many people. And it's those that are ready that will be able to receive and work in this. And it takes time to get ready. That's why he's giving us all this time to get ready. Because after this time, it time's up and it's working time. So, let's pray that the Lord will help us to you know know the times we're in and to make perfect use of all that he's giving to us. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we all humbly come before you. Father God, I pray that you'd fill all of us with more and more of your Holy Spirit. The God you'd refine us, you'd deliver us, you'd cleanse us. The God you would make us what you created us to be for you. The God your will will be done on all of us in Jesus' holy name. I pray that God, whatever Satan has planned or is intending against any one of us, the God you would break and that you would destroy that. That your will and your purpose, your plan and your intention would be fulfilled in all of our lives, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, break every plan of Satan. Break every yoke of the enemy against any one of his father, let your will be done in us, God. Use us for glory, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. God, I pray that you'd refine us. God, I pray that you'd cleanse us. I pray that God you'd restore us. That God your will be done in all this. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, I pray that as you're coming, you would please prepare us. The Holy Spirit make all of us ready. Father, let us not be living in sin, but let us be living in holiness. Let us be living in humility. Let us be living in righteousness. Father, let us live lives that are perfectly pleasing to you. Father, let us not be disobedient. Let us not be rebellious. Let us not be prideful. Father God, let us not be living sinful lives, but Father God, let us be humble. Let us do what is pleasing to you, O oh God. In Jesus' name, Oh God for more and more of your Holy Spirit. Oh God, for less more and more of your Holy Presence. Oh God, touch all those that are listening, Father God. Your people need you. Your people need more and more of you. God, pour out more and more of you in their lives. Release, Father God, your anointing. Release your Holy Spirit, O oh Lord. Raise ahead your protection, Lord, of all of your children, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray you'd release more and more of yourself. Release more and more of yourself on all the earth. Father God, let the, let the world know that you are great and that you are a good God. And Father God, please... I pray that you'd heal all those that need to be healed, that, God, you'd deliver all those that need to be delivered, that in this time that you'd cause us to focus on you and you'd cause us to be made ready, O oh Jesus. Help us to stay in your word. Help us to seek you day and night without stopping. Father, help us to always repent. Father God, help us, Lord, to be humble. Help us to always, Father God, to do all that you require and request of us, Lord Jesus, because it is you that we live to serve. It is you that we live. We seek to please, O oh Lord Jesus. Help us to please you with all that we have and with all that we are. Jesus, let your will be done in all of us, Father, because in all the earth, Father, you deserve all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. And, Father, you will receive all the glory. And, Father, you will be praised and adored, Lord Jesus. For you alone are worthy to be praised and adored, O Lord. Great is your name, O God, there is none like you, O Jesus. Our magnificent Lord, our magnificent Savior. We thank you, God, for all that you have done, and all that you're doing, and all that you're using us for. And God, all that you're about to do with us and within us. Oh Lord, I thank you so much. All praises, all honor, all glory, and all blessings. God, they all belong to you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done, and all that you're doing, and all that you're about to do. Oh God, fill us with more and more of your Spirit. Oh God, fill us with more and more of your presence. Oh God, fill us with more and more of your power and more and more of your anointing. Oh Father God, I thank you so much for this time. In Jesus' name. pray thanksgiving amen yes thank you lord so brothers and sisters let's continue to pray in agreement we're going to pray in agreement for about the next about next 10 to 20 minutes um so i want us to all pray together in agreement because you know the lord you know he seeks he desires that we pray we all constantly pray without ceasing because you know Satan is working, and he wants us to work spiritually too. He wants us to pray, to do spiritual warfare against the enemy, because that will break the yoke. He wants us to release his anointing, because the enemy is going out fighting, you know, to bring, trying to bring us down and trying to destroy the will and the plan of God concerning us, and and we have to fight. We have to. Speak the word of God, because God has already done it, but we have to speak it so that it's fulfilled and it's, it's, it's done. And Because the word of God is active, living, and powerful. And when we speak it, we activate it, and it begins to work. And whatever purpose that it's spoken to do, it does it. So let's pray and let's speak the word and the will of God. And you'll know, let's pray, especially for family members. And for those that don't know the Lord, that the Lord will save them, the Lord will touch them, that he'll heal them, that they'll come to know him our family members that don't know the Lord. Father God and Jesus, to be come and all of our family members that don't know you into your hands, O oh Lord. Father, I pray that you will touch them. I pray that, Father God, you'd bring them into a realization of the truth, O oh Lord Jesus, that you will let them understand you, God, that you will let them know you, O oh Lord Jesus, that you'd pour out your spirit upon your people, O oh Lord Jesus. In the mighty name, O oh God, I pray that you'd rain down your fire, rain down your Holy Spirit, Father God, and Lord, break whatever yokes or bondage that are in the lives of all of our family members, Father God. For all those that are listening, Father God, I pray that you would send down angels into their homes and into their families families and that you would open the eyes of their family members that you would deliver them oh God from all disobedience, from all pride, and from all rebellion. Oh, Father God, that you touch your family members and that you bring their hearts to you. Oh, so God, you would save their family members. Oh, so Lord, save them all in Jesus' name. Oh, God, let your will be done in the lives of all of your people. In Jesus' name, God, fill your people with more and more of your Holy Spirit. Oh, God, use your people to bring more and more glory to your holy name. In Jesus' name, Father God, refine your people. Refine your people. Cleanse your people. Cleanse your people. Father God, touch, touch their families. Oh, Lord Jesus. God, I pray that your will will be done in the name of Jesus. Father God, bless and strengthen your people in Jesus' name. Father, let your will be done in their families, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. O Father God, pour our blessings, pour our blessings, O Lord, upon all their families, Father. O touch their families, O God, let your will be done in all their families, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, release your presence, release your glory, release your Shekinah power, release your anointing upon them all, Father, in Jesus' holy name. We pray Thanksgiving, amen. Yes, and let's continue to pray for all those that are lost and all those that are not saved all around the world, that the Lord would save them and the Lord would touch them, and the Lord will cause there to be a great revival that would spring forth, that will cause all these souls to come to him, because our Lord is a God that is eager, that desires to save. Father God, in Jesus' name we humbly come before you, Lord. I pray that, Lord, you would please bring to you all the souls, Father God, that desire, that desire, Lord Jesus, to be saved. All those souls, that Lord Jesus, are lost. All those souls that are struggling, Lord Jesus, you see them and you know them. And God, only you can save them. Only you can deliver them. God, I pray that you'd save and deliver them right now in the name of Jesus, that God, you'd break and paralyze and destroy the works of Satan against them all in Jesus' holy name. Father, so many people, Lord, they don't know you. But, Father God, you see and you know everyone. You see and you know all things, Father. I pray that you have mercy, Lord, and you send your spirit in all the world, Father God, to Asia, to Africa, to Europe, to America, to South America, all the to Australia, Father God, to the ends of the world, that you would send your spirit to every corner. You would send your spirit to every corner, Lord Jesus, of the whole earth, and that you would touch and that you would save, and that you would bring revival, O Lord. O Father, release, release, release your glory, release your anointing. O Father God, release your presence release your power. In Jesus' holy name, Father, I pray that you'd refine your people. You'd refine them all. That you'd sharpen them, O God. That you'd make them perfect and ready for your coming. O God, fill your people with more and more of you, Father. Heal all those that need to be healed, Father. For those that are blind, open their eyes. For those that don't know you, let them come to know you. Let them come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, Father God, spring forth revival in all the world, Father. Let them all know you, oh, Lord Jesus. I pray that, God, you would bless your people. That you'd strengthen them and that you'd fill them with your Holy Spirit. And that, God, your will will be done in all their lives, oh, Lord. I thank you, God, and I bless your holy name. Oh, God, thank you so much, oh, Jesus. Thank you so much, oh, Jesus for all that you have done and all that you're doing in the lives of your people. Oh God, you are so great, you are so good, you are so wonderful, and you are so magnificent, God. All praise, all honor, and all glory, it all goes to you and all belongs to you, God. I thank you for your wonderful things that you have done and that you are doing. Oh God, there is no one like you, Lord. I pray that you make all of us ready for your coming. Holy Spirit, please keep preparing us, O oh Jesus. Yes, Father God, make us ready, Father. Refine us, O Lord. Cleanse us, deliver us, Father, from all that is not of you. Keep using us for your glory. Keep pouring out more and more of your spirit. Keep restoring us, and Father, keep having your way with all of us. Because, Father God, without you, we are nothing. Father, we need you. We need you. We need you. You are our king, and you are our God. So, Father God, let us go out to work and to do what you've called us to do. Let us spend our time and our lives doing what is pleasing to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, thanksgiving. Amen. Yes, brothers and sisters, this is the time that, you know, the Lord has called us to work. This is the time that we have to go out to work and we have to go out and whatever it means that we could use to reach out to those that are lost. We have to, you know, try to, you know, please our Lord. We have to help our brothers and sisters that are lost. We have to spread his word. We have to let them know of the goodness of the Lord. We have to testify of the wonderful things he's done and we have to work in this supernatural gift. We have to manifest his power, whether it's through healing or it's through whatever gift you have. Use it. Whether it's through singing, um, if whether they're spiritual gifts or talents, whatever thing that you have, just use it for God. And you never know who you're going to be able to you bring to the Lord, but do your best. Just spread the word of God you know, like a wildfire as much as you can to every single person, irrespective of who they are. Because the word of God must be preached to all creatures. So it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter where they're from, what they look like. They have to know the word of God because it's only through that that they can be saved. So, spread the Word of God everywhere to everyone, do all you can, and also this is also the time to fight because darkness is rising, and you need to rise up in the spirit and prayer and spiritual warfare, Put the arm of God on, you know, always make sure that you have the arm of God on, and you always have everything on you, and you don't sin because when you sin, it makes your armor weak, and it opens door for demons and Satan to come into your life to attack and to bring you down. So make sure you have the armor of God on, and you keep it on, and you keep it growing. You, you know, as you, you grow in faith, as you grow in prayer, as you grow in fasting, as you grow in the truth of God, you will see that the armor of God will begin to grasp. As you know, the armor is the you know, the you know, the the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, which is the Word of God, the belt of truth, the boots, which you know represent you know the red, you know the readiness to speak the you know the good news of of, of peace, the helmet of salvation. All this armor, you know, all this, you know, when you grow in the Lord, when you grow in your salvation, when you grow in faith, your armor, like, will increase. It will get stronger. It will increase and it will get stronger. And it will be stronger. And what's going to happen is you'll eventually, you know, overcome so many circumstances and, and, and so many trials. And, you know, what the enemy will try to to bring, to defeat you with, sometimes might be trials, but if you keep persisting and fighting over time, The Lord will give you the victory. So learn to have faith in God and learn to trust in God. And, you know, grow in the Spirit. And, and, you know, grow in the Spirit through fasting and through prayer. Because in this time we really need that. Because a lot of things are going on trying to bring God's people down. But we need to know the will of God concerning us. And we need to pray and fast. We need to pray a lot and fast. And, you know, without stopping. We need to keep doing this. Just to constantly seek the Lord. Constantly seek the Lord. Prayer, prayer, prayer and fast so that our spirits are sharpened because our God is a God that is a spirit and you know he communicates to you know to us spiritually uh, we can't be faithless and always want things to be done physically a lot of people like things like that a lot of people will always want to be in their comfort zone they want things to always be in a way that they can always clearly understand and you know that they can be expli- that they can understand with their scientific methods and all that, but our God is very different. He's a God that has no limits, and he wants us to trust in him and know that he's a God without limits and he doesn't expect he doesn't want us to limit him by our little imaginations or our little thoughts or the little knowledge we have. He's far more greater than that. He wants us to have faith in him and to trust in him and to you know when he says we should do something, we do it. He wants us to grow in faith. To grow in a very, very deep, intimate relationship with him. For he's coming soon. And in this time, we need to be prepared. We need to be ready for the great things that are about to happen. And so, brothers and sisters, I love all of you all. And shalom. And God bless all of you. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. And surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. and, And may the Lord bless us. May he keep us. May He cause His face to shine upon us. May He raise His countenance upon us. May He be gracious to us. May He fill us with His love, His hope, His joy, and His peace. And may He fill us with His glorious shalom in Jesus' name. So God bless all of you. And I love all of you. And just keep remaining in the Lord and the will of God. Because He's coming and great things are about to happen. Great, wonderful, amazing things. Great revivals and transformations. God is going to change And he's going to touch people. He's going to heal and he's going to restore people. But at the same time, those that are rebellious and disobedient, they will fall. People are going to be either blessed or cursed. So choose which side you want to be on. Before it's too late. So God bless you all.
2: Covering I'm Stephen benoon You're watching Israeli News Live. I've got a very interesting broadcast tonight. We did lose our sound in live stream there, and we uh, got you going here, though, to where you'll be able to see the broadcast. I actually had to redo the broadcast. If Anyway, if you have your Bible, let's go quickly over to Daniel chapter 11, verse 43. Now, this is speaking about the prince that shall come. And a little bit later, we will go into that uh, go back to the scripture in Daniel chapter 9 just to review that but starting here verse 43 this is a biblical prophecy that is fulfilling itself it is manifesting itself right before your eyes on a daily basis and people don't even know they don't even realize prophecy is being fulfilled In verse 43 of chapter 11 says, But he shall have power over the treasuries of gold and silver and over all the precious things of Egypt. And the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall be at his step. Now who's that? He that is the prince that shall come, and he is over the gold and and the the tre. He's over the over the treasures of gold and silver, and over all precious things of Egypt. That's none other than the Pope of Rome. That is Italy itself and you're going to find out the whole money trail. Follow that money trail and you'll find out who the guilty party is. And we're gonna go into that very rapidly here. First of all, I'd like to take you there to some news articles that I copied and pasted here into my uh, WordPress here, excuse me, my my uh, uh, Microsoft uh, Word. And this article right here is one of the very most powerful ones here. It says, vast natural gas reserves discovered in Ethiopia. Uh, pipeline stretching from Ethiopia to Dayambuteh under construction. This was released on March the 27th of 2015. All right, now this pipeline is being built there, it actually says that uh, Oramba Times, uh, is, is who actually did the article here, says Adidas Ababa, the vast reserves of natural gas recently discovered in Ethiopia, drew particular attention to the international companies, a construction of gas pipelines stretching from the Arbamenech, to uh, Diabute through Awasa and Diradawa is underway. Local Ethiopian newspaper reported. All right. Now, if they're constructing a natural gas pipeline, friends, then you have to keep in mind the knowing of the natural gases there has been known for quite some time or they wouldn't be out there constructing a natural gas pipeline. All right. And now we went back with you guys not too long ago and we discussed lot of different key scriptures that have been that's been being fulfilled here in modern times let me just quickly show you another one here because i think it's very important that we stay on top of biblical prophecies that are going on in micah uh, because everything is happening right now mostly in the middle east and we're going to go through these scriptures here that does deal with the middle east but micah actually in micah chapter seven here I want to quickly take you to a scripture here. And this was one that has been fulfilled here in the last couple of years. Um, And so let me take you down to where that one is there. And let me open up my Bible here so I get to the right place there. Uh, don't miss it with you there. I've got I've got everything marked there, but it's I don't have it marked here. All right, uh, it's in verse 13. And the land shall be desolate for them that dwell therein because of the fruit of their doings. What land is going to be desolate? Well, we got to look at verse 12. There shall be a day when they shall come unto thee from Assyria, even the cities of Egypt, and from Egypt even unto the river, and from the sea to sea, and from mountain to mountain. And the land shall be desolate for them that dwell therein, because of the fruit of their doings. Assyria, by the way, friends, the modern-day Syria is in that region, the domain of ancient Assyria to begin with. Parts of also Iran and Jordan also encompass that area back in biblical times. But it says that it would be desolate because of their own doings. That's because the United States went in there and created ISIS uh, along, along with uh, some help with, the, with Israeli Mossad there that have actually helped govern the forces there that have caused an internal conflict, a, a civil war. We know, we know from John Stockwell, the former CIA head of director of operations there who has stated that the United States is very well known for toppling democracies, perfectly good democracies, for whatever gain or purpose that they so desire. Well, that's what's happened in Syria. Bashar, Bashar al-Assad, the president of Syria, has had to endure several years now of civil unrest and civil war in his country thanks to the United States that wants to oust him. Well, we're going to find out why. Because Daniel clearly prophesies of why that this is going on. And anything back in here, we got all kinds of prophecies that we've talked about in recent broadcasts about these things that are that are going on there in the Middle East. But of course Russia has thrown a has thrown a monkey wrench in the whole program because Russia came in and that was something that the Vatican was not thinking about. When I say the Vatican wasn't thinking about, you have to remember, I believe it's in the apocalypse of Abraham. Abraham's apocalyptic writing speaks about how that the world would be bankrupt by the Roman soldiers in the latter days. The Roman soldiers? Well, that tells you clearly then that Rome is the one that's over the soldiers. And of course, Rome does carry a lot of heavy weight over NATO, the NATO forces, the United Nations. The Vatican has a lot of weight over all of this completely without without any I mean that's just facts, okay? Facts are facts. We can't we can't ignore that. Now, let me take you real quick here before we jump back uh, going back to Daniel here to the prophecy in Daniel. And we'll be dealing with a couple of things there in Daniel. I need to, uh, and we'll be going to Obadiah as well. Let's quickly get us back here. Here, chapter 11. Here, we'll scoot right on down here to some of these verses in the bottom where we'll be picking up at. And uh, let's go back though to the articles. Some of these articles that i brought out here. Now another one here is another thing that we've seen here that violent clashes in Ethiopia have broken out over a master plan to expand the Adidas. Okay, the Adidas Ababa. Now why do they need to expand the Adidas there? The Adidas is of course it's in Ethiopia. Remember Adidas Ababa. Let me let me kind of let's let's. Make this a little bit bigger so you guys can see that. Men parade in the Ormoya region outside Adidas Ababa. This is the photograph here that uh, from Reuters that they put up there. I, I don't want to start a doctrine out of this, so please don't get a doctrine started. Brother Steve said this, but I thought it was kind of funny. The guy that's on the white horse there, doesn't he look like Barack Obama, President Obama? I tell you, he does. It's kind of funny. Anyway, though. Uh, The clashes that have broke out there, it's been very serious there in the region there. There's been a lot of people that have been killed already as a result of these clashes here. I'm going to blow this up so you can see a little bit better on the screen. At least 10 students are said to have been killed and hundreds injured during protests against the Ethiopian government's plans to expand the capital city into the surrounding farmland. According to the Human Rights Watch, The students were killed this week when security forces used excessive force and live ammunition to disperse the crowds. Uh, This here uh, says here the students were protesting against a controversial proposal known as the Master Plan to expand Adidas Ababa into surrounding Ormia State, which they say will threaten local farmers with mass evictions. Mass evictions? Why would they want to throw the Ethiopians out of their land? Well, remember what we just saw here. There's a huge amount of natural gas that was discovered in Ethiopia, and they're building that gas pipeline. And where does that happen to be at? It's in that very region there that we just now talked about, right there on your screen. And I'll highlight that up for you guys so you can see that a little bit better yourself. Adidas ababa. So there is a reason then why they're going to do this mass eviction. Now you might say, well, Steve, that, there, there's no, you don't have any proof on that. You're just speculating. This is why they're doing it because you're looking at a Bible verse and saying that the Vatican's in behind the, the, the Ethiopia falling at its steps. We're going to go into that in just a moment. You're going to find out how the Vatican historically has been responsible or complicit to the death of over a million Ethiopians as well as today displacing and causing the mass exodus of not only the Ethiopians and the refugees down in that area there, but as well as the Muslim neighborhoods and population the Arabic people from Syria and other parts of the regions that have been dispersed and going to all over the world. All right, very sad situation indeed. So violent clashes, a broken, breaking out, broken out in Ethiopia over the master plan to expand the Adidas. That's exactly what we're seeing happen now. Remember, the Vatican claims to be that world ruler. They claim to be the the the, the main one over the world. There. Let me move on down a little bit further here. All right. Um, this here. Now, I want you to see what the Vatican's official news is going on that they're saying as well, because they're reporting about what's going on out there in Ethiopia, too. This is under the the news of the Vatican News, official Vatican network. It says, Africa, Ethiopia, emergency in Ethiopia for tens of thousands of South Sudanese refugees. Adidas Ababa. Wow, that's right where we're at. There are between 72,000 to 100,000 South Sudanese refugees who have fled to western Ethiopian region of Gambela, according to the estimates by some humanitarian organizations operating in the area. Clashes between government soldiers and rebels loyal to former South Sudanese Vice President Rick Machar have forced several hundreds of thousands of internally displaced people and refugees into neighboring countries. Primarily, Ethiopia to flee the humanitarian situation of refugees in Gambala region is a precarious and is getting worse day by day to to the continuous arrival of new refugees. Now, this is what the Vatican is reporting on right here, okay? Now, it's interesting that the Vatican is reporting this like the way that they're reporting it. Like, this is a big bad thing going on in Ethiopia, and we're here to say this is creating a humanitarian problem. But yet, when we go back over here to the Bible, we see that the Bible clearly identifies the Vatican as the one that is causing the problem. All right? Now, let me let me get over here right along with you here. Okay. So, That's in verse 42. He shall stretch forth his hand also upon the countries and the land of Egypt shall not escape, but he shall have power over the treasures of gold and silver and over all the precious things of Egypt, and the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall be at his steps. And now we're seeing the Vatican, we're seeing other news agencies reporting about problems, settled unrest, violence going on there in Ethiopia. But friends, it's been going on a lot longer than just now. Why? Because the natural gas and stuff was discovered much earlier. There are, they've been building these pipelines. So that discovery was even earlier. And this is what's been going on in the Middle East as well. Huge discoveries of natural gas off the coast of Israel and off of the coast of Syria, as well as Egypt, have been discovered. And who do you think got the, the rights to get the natural gas uh, drilling rights off of Egypt? An Italian-based oil company got those rights. That's exactly right. Well, you might say, Steve, that's still not in, uh, you're not implicating the Pope at that particular point. Well, you're right. We're not. So let's take a look at what's really going on, and then we're going to come back to the biblical side of this, and we're going to really backtrack a little bit in Daniel's prophecy of chapter 11, and we're going to bring it down with a grand finale for you here. All right, friends, let's go over here. We have a wonderful thing that is being put on right now by the the Vatican. The Vatican and the World Bank partner to launch a year of mercy with St. Peter's Climate Change Light Show that sounds like a wonderful thing that the Vatican's doing. The Pope of Rome has put this together. This was actually something that just come to pass. It happened, uh, it says, Rome on December the 4th of 2015, the Catholic Church founded to shed the light of Christ on the world has quite literally invited the world to shed its light on her. On December the 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, as well as the opening of the Extraordinary Jubilee of Mercy, Pope Francis has allowed the climate change partisans and population control advocates to project a light show on the facade of the cupola of St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, the most important church in the Catholic world, so as the inspire change around the climate crisis. The show titled Illuminating our common home, probably Illuminati, our common home, will project onto St. Peter's images of our shared natural world in order to educate, inspire and change around the climate crisis across generations, cultures, languages, religions and class. states a press release about the event put on by, the, by one of the sponsors. The Vatican spokesperson for the event, Archbishop Reno Ficilia, the president of the Pontifical. Council of the New Evangelicalization called the event unique for its gender and for the fact that it is being displayed for the first time on such a significant backdrop. These illuminations will present images inspired by mercy of humanity, of the natural world and climate change, Francelica said. Francelica said that the light show of the Vatican is meant to link Pope Francis' environmental encyclical The Dado C with United Nations Climate Change Conference, uh, uh, currently underway in Paris. The Vatican has shown strong support for the conference. Having the show conclude the opening year of Mercy celebrations also links the Pope's message about mercy to fighting climate change. That was officially, officially, what was done on the 9th there in Vatican City. As you can see, they were using. The, the image is there on front of St. Peter's Basilica to actually do this, which is really not St. Peter's, but that's what they call it nonetheless. But what they did not tell you is just how wicked and evil the World Bank is. And the Pope of Rome has known this all along. And what's really been going on in Ethiopia, they've known all along as well. But the thing is, they would have you believe all these lies that we just shared with you here. They, they would rather you believe the lies that the Vatican has told you on their news program. They, oh, by the way, the Vatican did make sure that the so-called Ethiopian Christians that were killed in Libya, that were all beheaded, this made world headlines. These Catholic boys that were beheaded by ISIS. Of course, ISIS is making its round not only in the Middle East, but also down into Libya and even into Ethiopia. And they were beheading Catholic Christians. Why? To make it look like that they're the victim. Of course. They don't want you to know that the Vatican is very complicit with this huge refugees and humanitarian crisis that's going on. They don't want you to know about that. Okay, so let's go. Let's go back and let's take a look at some things here. Like I said, this here violent clashes in Ethiopia. The master plan to expand Adidas, and for what reason? Because of this natural gas reserve that's been discovered. They got to make way for it, and they might be broadening the city, not just for being able to do the natural gas, but maybe they need to build new buildings in there. You know, for the common good of Ethiopia, right? Well, let's take a look at what's really going on, what the Vatican really is supporting. This here was found on the World Bank. Uh, The website there is called theworldbank.org. All right. And this article here, this was done by, by the way, friends, over 50 journalists were involved in putting this information together here. And I'm going to only highlight on a few things that that is actually in this article here that I want to share with you. Alright, but let's just let's just kinda of highlight transcript. Vatican Press conference with World Bank Group President Jim uh Jim Yong Kim. He says, I came here uh here specifically oh, I'm sorry, this was not the article done by the fifty. Uh my apologies, friends. I need to take you to that article first. Uh that you don't know no, let's go back here. Alright. This here only shows again the Vatican's involvement. It's another the world bank this is on their website showing the vatican's involvement with the world bank is what we're looking at right here the transcript the vatican press conference with world bank group president jim jim young kim it says here dr kim thanks very much for coming i came here specifically to speak with the holy father about some of the things that have been happening in the world bank group that affect the entire world and that are much in line with his stated priorities as you may know, we have launched a target to end extreme poverty that is people living on less than, uh, uh, let me let me blow this up again for you guys that are watching here. Okay. As you may know, we have launched a target to end extreme poverty that is uh, people living on less than uh, U.S. $1.25 a day by 2030. That's all gracious of you, isn't it? And that means to bring it below 3% of people in the world living in extreme poverty. And we've done a lot of studies, and it turns out that it's going to be extremely hard to reach that target. Well, of course not. As long as you're keeping all the billionaires and millionaires all fat, and as long as the Vatican holds all the treasures of the world uh, in, in Vatican City and in the Vatican Bank, and of course, in the World Bank as well, and they won't release their funds, yeah, no one's ever going to make over a $1.25 a day in these impoverished nations. Anyway, so the growth rates, especially inclusion of the poorest in growth, are going to have to be at levels that are higher than we've seen in the last 20 years. In other words, we have to grow more quickly, and we have to include more of the poor in growth if we're to reach that target. Sounds like a great thing, Mr. uh, Mr. Kim. Moreover, the second target that we have set is boosting shared prosperity, and by shared prosperity, we are going to follow the income growth of the bottom 40% of the population in developing countries, and we've now understood that throughout the world, that if you leave, if you have GDP growth, but that don't include the bottom 40%, you build instability into your societies. We've seen this in the Arab Spring. We've seen this in Brazil and Turkey. Well. You helped create Arab Spring and you're creating the crisis in Ethiopia now. And so in many ways that the Holy Father has been saying about inclusion and poverty is exactly the same things as we have been saying. So I spoke with him at great length about our target to end poverty. I spoke with him also about our commitment to work in the most fragile and conflicted states. That was awfully nice of him, wasn't it? Awfully nice of him to say that. But let's see what the World Bank is really doing. All right. So we go down to another article in which we pulled up here. And that happens to be the Africa Ethiopian emergency and Ethiopian for tens of thousands of South Sudanese refugees. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the African one. I mean, that's the, uh, the Vatican one. Here's the one we're looking for right here. This here, how the World Bank broke its promise to protect the poor. This is the article that has over 50 journalists that were a part of this. And some of these journalists that are named here, I want you to be able to see for yourself so you know that I'm not just making this up. Sasha uh, Haviken, Ben Hallman, Michael Hudson, uh, Shane Shefflett, uh, uh, several of these. Gulia Afun, Mark Cabra, Anthony Langat, Jacob Kushner. Many, many different people were involved in putting this article together and doing the investigation on this about the World Bank's uh, system there. I highlighted some key information that I wanted to share with you. These are the key findings of the report, report itself. Over the last decade, projects funded by the World Bank had physically or economically displaced an estimated 3.4 million people, forcing them from their homes, taking their land, or damaging their livelihoods. World Bank has done this. Well, maybe that explains why we have a problem in Ethiopia right now of civil unrest. But of course, the Vatican is reporting that it's, it's some of the former, the other, the, the former government, the, uh, the former presidents, rival people that are causing the problems. But it says here the World Bank has regularly failed to live up to its own policies for protecting people harmed by projects it finances. The World Bank and its private sector lending arm, the International Finance Corp, have financed governments and companies accused of human rights violations such as rape, murder, and torture. In some cases, the lenders have continued to bankroll these borrowers after the evidence of abuses emerged. Ethiopian authorities diverted millions of dollars from a World Bank-supported project, to fund a violent campaign of mass evictions, according to the former official who carried out the forestry resettlement program. From 2009 to 2013, World Bank Group lenders pumped $50 billion into projects, graded the high risk for the irreversible or unprecedented social or environmental impacts more than twice as much as the previous five-year span. wonder why. You don't think it has anything to do with that natural gas pipeline that's underway, do you? I'm sure it has a lot to do with it. The bank's commitment, it says, is to do no harm to people or the environment. The World Bank has broken its promises, or its promise. Over the past decade, the bank has regularly failed to enforce its rules with devastating consequences for some of the poorest and most vulnerable people. Oh, but isn't the Pope right there behind them? Oh, yes. Pope Francis, they had him a great facade out there to show that they're there for the environment and for the people. They're not the cause of any of the unrest because we can trust Vatican News for that. Vatican News tells us that's the former president of Ethiopia. They're the ones causing all the unrest. Maybe that's where all the money's going then. Maybe that's where all the bankroll is being given to the billions of dollars. Well, Let's take a look at the scripture again. Let's go back to what the Bible says about this. Let's move up just a little bit. Let's go and take a serious look. Now, before we, before I start here in the bottom here of, of Daniel's prophecy, chapter 11... We're actually going to start at verse 36, but I need to run you up to verse 14. I'm going to share with you something that's going to blow you away, friends. Again, prophecy being fulfilled. Let's look at verse 13 first. And the king of the Lord shall again set forth a multitude greater than the former, and he shall come on at the end of times, even of years, with a great army, and with much substance. But he's coming again? So I guess... Mr. Francis, when you, you know when the Pope before you, or the Pope before that, John Paul II, when they sent NATO and their allies in there to destroy Iraq, that wasn't enough. Wasn't enough oil fields. You you got in there and caused the unrest and caused the Iraqis to go in there and and to uh, invade Kuwait to justify a reason, and of course do some more mass killings up there with the Kurds in the northern part of Iraq. Because why? You have to liberate this country. After all, you're one of your first uh, uh, first Iraqi uh, arch, uh, not archbishop, but uh, cardinal, you, you, nominated, you, you actually promoted a cardinal from Iraq. That was really nice of you. But you destabilized the region, sent the United States in there. That king of the north, he goes in there and just ransacks the whole place. He stabilizes it. Then we find in verse 13 it says And the king of the north shall again set forth a multitude greater than the former. That's your army, that's your Roman soldiers. Because remember, it was in the apocalypse of Abraham, I believe, is where this is written at, where it speaks about that he will that they will bankrupt the world with his Roman soldiers. Of course, not the Vatican, only the world. And you'll take the money from the wealthy and redistribute it to the poor. Doesn't that sound familiar, friends? Sure does, doesn't it? Anyway, and he shall come on at the end of times, even in the years, with a great army, and with much substance. The end of years. Sounds like Jesus in Matthew 24, doesn't it? There shall be wars and rumors of wars. We're going to go into that in just a little bit as well. Verse 14, and in those times there shall many stand up against the king of the south. Also, the children of the violent among thy people shall lift themselves up to establish the vision, but they shall stumble. i got to translate this for you a little bit more accurately. It's pretty good. It's pretty good there. And King James, just let me repeat what it says in King James. This is where they translate And in those times there shall many stand up against the king of the south. Also the robbers of thy people shall exalt themselves to establish the vision, but they shall fall, or fail. Fall, I got fall. They shall fall. All right, not too bad either. What's happening here? What is it actually saying in those Hebrew words that you see on your screen? We get down there and it says, about also the children of the violent among thy people. See? What do we do here? I wish you could see my my highlighter here so you could see where we're at. Uvanei, paratsi, uvanei, and the sons, literally, and the sons of the wicked, or another way you could say it, and the sons of the lawless ones. The sons of the lawless ones of your people, Amcha. Your people. Alright? Then he goes on. Your people will try. They're going to try to marry the vision and they will fail. He won't be able to make it happen. You see, what is he saying? Your sons of your people are going to try. The lawless ones. If you look at the Gospel of the Holy Twelve or, or the humane Gospel of Yeshua, these are some of the what what's called the lost gospels there. Many times Jesus in this particular books here, and these by the way are the ones that we actually are quoted by the early church fathers. They didn't have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John at that time. They had the Gospel of the Hebrew Gospel of Matthew, which is the gospel of the Holy Twelve, and the Gospel of the Evenites, which is the humane gospel of what is called today. That's the books that they had then, and they quoted from them. And then from that is where they brought together Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But anyway, Jesus always refers in there to the lawless ones. And he referred to the lawless ones as being the orthodox Jews of today, or excuse me, of, of his time period. The ones that were in there doing the sacrificial service in the temple, Jesus called them the lawless ones. Why was he calling them that? Because Jesus believed that the prophecy that was written in, in the commandments that was given to Moses, thou shalt not kill, also included the animals but that was taken out and other things were added. We can go into that another time. I've got plenty of videos on that already. But the thing is, if if offering the, the sacrifices of the animals was what God wanted and it was what remitted Israel's sins, then there should have never been destruction of the temple in 70 AD because Israel did not fail to offer those sacrifices very faithfully all the way to the destruction of the temple. But Yeshua makes a very interesting comment when he says, if you knew what this meant, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have killed the innocent. Now some people believe that's a direct reference to himself. It was not. In the Hebrew Matthew, he says you would not have bound the guiltless. It's in the Hebrew plural speaking of the sacrificial animals. Now it may make sense why Jeremiah actually says, and I'll just quickly, just for those that need to know it, Let's just quickly look at that for those that that may be not aware of this. Jeremiah clearly says in chapter 7, chapter 7, Jeremiah deals with this very thing as well. And he says here in verse 22, scroll you down real quick to verse 22 there. He says, for I spoke not unto your fathers, that's literally, for I spoke not to your fathers, nor commanded them in the day that I brought them up out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices. But this thing I commanded them saying, hearken unto my voice and I will be your God and you shall be my people and walk ye in all the way that I commanded you that it may be well with you. Isn't it Isaiah that actually says that my Father's house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? You know, Yeshua actually quoted that scripture as well. My Father's house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. But you allowed the Pope of Rome to come in there. You allowed the Pope of Rome to come in there. And of course, Obadiah, what what, what did Israel do? Now, let me, let me. I'm sorry, before I go to what the Pope of Rome did, let's real quick go back. We're going back to Daniel, just like what we just read there. I want you to see that. See, what did he say there in verse 14? Chapter 11. I probably didn't hit on chapter 11 yet. Sorry about that. In verse 14, he says there, and in those times. There shall me so stand against the king of the south. Also the children of the violent, or the children children of the lawless ones, sons of the lawless ones, among thy people, shall lift themselves up. Literally uses the word marry in there. In, Inasha'ul is they shall marry. They shall, they're going to marry the vision. They want to marry the vision. In other words, they're, they're trying to bring it to pass. They're trying to make the vision of what? Of My Father's house shall be a house of prayer for all nations. Not just that, but to bring up past the millennial reign where it speaks about in that day that all nations shall come into Jerusalem. They're trying to manufacture a prophecy. But it's not going to work. You want me to prove to you they're trying to manufacture that prophecy? Shimon Perez. See, because he says, Amcha, your people. He's speaking to Daniel. Your people. Paratzi Amcha. See, lawless, law, the, the sons of the lawless of your people, Daniel. Like Benjamin Netanyahu, Shimon Perez, and others in the Israeli government that have been working with Rome and allowing Rome to come in and take over Israel. You allowed it. You already did it. Let me show you right where you did it at. In Obadiah. We go to the book of Obadiah. We find out right there. Obadiah, chapter 1. There's only one chapter. You go down to the 16th verse and what did you do? says, so for as you have drunk upon my holy mountain, so shall all the nations drink continually. That may seem like nothing to you, but in, in Passover of 2014, what did the Pope of Rome do? He came and held a communion service in the upper room above King David's tomb, and, and what happened? Netanyahu's administration had already given Pope Benedict an official seat at King David's tomb back during his time as Antichrist on the seat. You made him the king of Israel, in other words. People look for, a, for, a, for a, a Jewish antichrist. You know, every pope is an antichrist. Every pope is. Antichristo. A substitute or one that is like Christ. Just like the word vicar of Christ actually means. He was also a raiser of taxes, too, if you look in Daniel, where the raiser of taxes, Pope Benedict was the raiser of taxes. He was the one that came out and officially started condemning all these rich, wealthy people that had their money hidden, in Swiss banks and things like that. And sure enough, all these tax laws got passed and they gathered all those people up, buddy, and they got their money back. He was your tax raiser. My God. But he, notice how it says about that tax raiser that would raise up? He would all of a sudden go off the scene for no one's, uh, no particular reason, not because he dies or anything, just mysteriously he, he vanishes. And Pope Benedict just mysteriously retires. A lot of speculation in behind it, right? All right, so it says here, Ki asha that is literally in the Hebrew masculine plural, which that tells me, for as you have drunk upon my holy mountain, this group here is men only. The Pope of Rome, in their own news broadcast. When they showed themselves drinking there in the in the upper room, and according to the broadcast, it was men only. But then it says in the next part of the sentence, after the little comma there. See? It says it says, Al Kodishi on my holy mountain, which Mount Zion is identified in Obadiah as the holy mountain. So yes, it was on Mount Zion. It was in the upper room. It is by the Pope of Rome. It was men only in the first time they did it. Then it says, ha-goim, And they shall continually drink all the Gentiles. And that is gender-inclusive plural. And they've continued to do their Masses, not just in the upper room, they even went in there and evicted the Jews out of King David's tomb and did a mass in there. You want to know why? They wanted to show the Jews that they had control. Now, that is where your prophecy, that's one of the examples of the prophecy that is being fulfilled right before your eyes, friends. I mean, my gosh, friends, I wish some people would up. Many of you guys do wake up. I, I don't want to condemn you guys. Many of you are waking up. And remember, Daniel, the prince that shall come in chapter 9. Remember what we said about that right there, chapter nine. Let's go down to what is it? Verse uh, was it verse twenty-six? And after three score and two weeks, shall an anointed one be cut off, no, but and and be no more. And the people of a prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The prince that shall come—that's your antichrist spirit. He's not the anointed one. He's not the Mashiach, as it says here. Icarit. Mashiach, see, that was the anointed prince that is cut off. He's cut off in the midst of the week. See, right there in the midst of that 70th week. And see, they're trying to manufacture, they're trying to make the, they're trying to fake a millennial reign. They're trying to fake all the nations that are going to come to Jerusalem. This is why they're trying to internationalize Jerusalem. This is why they're taking and they're going to throw the Jews. They're going to evict the Jews out of Jerusalem. Giulio wrote that in an article uh, on Israel National News. Look it up. He said they're going to evict the Jews out of Jerusalem. This is what they're doing all these laws for, friends. All right? Now, going back to chapter 11. Again, verse 14, just to get it to stick, I want it to sink in there. See? Also the children are also, uh, literally it says, and the sons, ulvene. But see, and the sons of the lawless of your people, Amcha, see, they will marry the vision. They're going to try to marry the vision, or it's, you have to try to make sense for people to understand, so it says, they they lift themselves up to establish the vision, but they shall stumble, or they shall fail, or they shall fall. So see... No matter how much you get the Jews involved in it, Mr. Pope of Rome, you're not going to succeed. God's already prophesied your fall. Now, let's go ahead and let's go down now. Verse 36. We're going to jump back into the Middle East and then come right back to Ethiopia with this. And the king shall do according to his will. And he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god and shall speak strange things against the god of gods. And he shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished. For that which is determined shall be done." neither shall he regard the God of his fathers, and neither the desire of women nor any God shall he regard, for he shall magnify himself above all. Above all. See, that's what Satan wanted to do. Satan wanted to be like God, wanted to sit in the temple of God and be worshipped as if he were God. So does the Pope of Rome. That's why he's called the vicar of Christ. He takes the place of Christ. He is God on earth, in other words. All right? All right? And see, he doesn't have any desire for women, not at all. See, now not like when Yeshua taught, like the, in, in the Qumran community, it wasn't all celibacy. But the men that wanted to be celibate were celibate, and those that wanted to be married were married. That's what Paul taught as well. Did he not? He said, I would that you all be as I am. And he was single. He said, but let every man have according to his gift. But the Vatican does it complete, absolute, no. If you're a priest, you can't get married. Period. End of subject. All right? Now, verse 38, But in his place shall, shall he honor the God of strongholds, and a God whom his fathers knew not shall he honor with gold and silver and with precious stones and costly things. That's because he makes all these idols to Mary and everything. Costly things. I've been in the St. Peter's Basilica. They have a, they have a huge mural of, of Mary on the wall. And what do they do? They're, it's studded with gigantic diamonds all the way around. It. They're real diamonds, too. They're real diamonds. See, but he doesn't acknowledge the God of his fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He doesn't acknowledge the true God of Israel. Alright? And he shall deal. No, but remember, see precious stones, and with precious stones. Those are those diamonds that are in St. Peter's Basilica. And he shall deal with the strongest fortress with the help of a foreign god. You know what that is? Notice, and he shall deal with the strongest fortresses with the help of a foreign god. This is where he gets the Muslims involved. This is why Hezbollah is going to help him take over Israel. And this is why what Mahmoud Abbas is working with him. See, the Bible says also that he comes up strong with a small people, and also in Daniel chapter 11 here, the prince that shall come comes up strong with a small people. That was your Palestinians. But he also, he's strongest with a fortress with the help of a foreign God. That is their Allah. And Allah is not Akbar. He's not greater. He's inferior because it's the devil. It is not God. All right? That is Marduk. That is who he actually is worshipping now whom he shall acknowledge and shall increase glory and he shall cause them to rule over many and shall divide the land for a price i need to include maybe even in this video here if i had the time i'll bring it up very soon i, I we did the, the 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 interview with lionel parkinson fascinating insight on who marduk really was in the in the cyrus cylinder Something that he worked on. His father worked on the Dead Sea Scrolls. Very interesting. He's a document examiner. We interviewed him and I've been promising to bring that out. I've got to bring it out for you guys. Verse 40, And at the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him. And the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships and he shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass passes through. Yeah, they start to push against the Pope of Rome and he sends in the NATO forces to come in there and deal with all of you. He shall enter also into the beautiest beautiest land and many countries shall be overthrown, but these shall be delivered out of his hand. Edom, Moab, and the chief of the children of Ammon. Do you know? Let me just see if I can't real quick get something for you. Oh, really, I want you just to see something here. Now, Moab, that's Jordan. Ammon, the kingdom of Ammon is modern-day Syria. Can you guys see that on there? I hope you can. The kingdom of Ammon is modern-day Syria. Moab is Jordan. Wow, well, the Pope of Rome's already got an alliance with Jordan. Kingdom of Edom, that's probably part of Jordan as well. And even parts of Israel cover that area there. Of course, the Vatican is Edom of today, right? So so he doesn't conquer, he does not conquer the children of Ammon, Syria. Why? Because Russia moved in. That kind of threw him all off. He shall stretch forth his hand also upon the countries and the land of Egypt shall not escape. He shall stretch forth his hand also upon the countries and the land of Egypt shall not escape. He's already sent the U.S. in there. They did the Benghazi thing and then they caused a civil unrest there. And, and President Putin asked the United States, do not kill Gaddafi. Oh, but why? he was in the hands of the people there, they made sure they put a bullet in his head. Was the CIA present, Mr. Obama? Who knows? Now it's an Italian oil company that has the drilling rights for your natural gas. Why isn't it the Egyptian oil company that has it? But he shall have power over the treasures of gold and silver. He's got power over all the treasures of gold and silver. And over all the precious things of Egypt. Why? The money. The Pope of Rome, that's why you've got a new world order coming. That's why you've got a new world economic system coming. It's because he's going to have the power over all of it. You think those two keys on his flags don't represent both spiritual and political world power, world domination? It's exactly what it represents. And the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall be at his steps. What are you talking about there? The Libyans and the Ethiopians will be at his steps? So this is why. We see Ethiopian authorities diverted millions of dollars from a World Bank-supported project to fund a violent campaign of mass evictions, according to the former officials who carried out the forced resettlement program. From 2009 to 2013, World Bank lenders pumped 50 billion into the projects, graded the highest risk for the irre- irreversible, unprecedented social and environmental impacts. Well, thank you, Pope Francis. Doesn't isn't that what uh, Mr. Young uh, Kim? Said that the Vatican press conference with World Bank Group President Jim Jim Young Kim, you're you're working together. Isn't that why you had the World Bank to come there to the Vatican there and show you great facade about how great you were there at St. Peter's Basilica to do your light show? And yeah, you can't hide the light under a bushel. God will expose what you're doing. So we go back to the Word of God. But tidings out of the east and out of the north shall affright affright him, and he shall go forth with great fury to destroy, and not only to take away many. It worries him. Because Russia came down. You see, this has been going on now for a couple of years now, several years. The U.S. has been working, supposedly bombing ISIS, getting nowhere, only causing refugee crisis, fulfilling Micah chapter 7. They caused that refugee crisis of their own doings send them all over the world. You cause the crisis down in Africa. They come across into Europe. You cause the crisis over there in, in Syria. They come through. They're all And they're all coming to Europe. Why do you got them all coming to Europe for? Maybe you want to, end, maybe you want to redistribute the wealth. Maybe that's your, your idea. But the tidings out of the north, not the east. See, China and Russia, see, you're not sure so much about China so you hurried up and got them in the IMF, International Monetary Fund. You got them in there to kind of, hopefully they won't turn against you. So then you went on a fury. We saw that even with John Kerry's words the other day about Iran and Russia. He said the Assad regime, Bashar al-Assad, the president of Syria, has to go. And he said, and if Iran and Russia don't go along with the plan, then we will know who the problem children are and we'll deal with that. We'll have to make, we'll have to do things that we don't want to do. This is what Mr. John Kerry had to say about President Putin and, of course, the Iranians. All right? And he shall plant the tents of his palace between the seas and Botis holy mountain, and he shall come to his end, and none shall help him. Now we can think about Nathan's dream. He sees Russia and the NATO allies go to war with each other for about two weeks. That's why they're worried. After that, though, they do an alliance. Then they come against Israel to take the land. But that's where Edom comes to his end. And by the way, in closing, I want to share this with you here. Let's go back to Obadiah. I want to share something with you that is very fascinating to me. Verse 20, In the captivity of his host of the children of Israel that are among the Canaanites, even the Zarephath, and the captivity of Jerusalem, this is the Sepharad, excuse me, Sephard, shall possess the cities of the south. And saviors, or deliverers, shall come up on Mount Zion to judge the Mount of Esau. And the kingdom shall be the Lord's. That's why Rome has an end. Little Nathan, in his prophecy that he saw, what did he see? When the Mount of Olives split in half, he said, these, these two that had died, when they raise up the mountain splits. Right there, when they raise up on the Mount of Olives. The two witnesses. But before they die, according to Revelation, they're going to prophesy for three and a half years. And according to what Nathan saw, when they, right when they raise up from the dead. Because remember, when they die according to Revelation, they send gifts one to another. They rejoice over the death of these two witnesses because they cause so much turmoil. Well, even right here, it says here, see, the rivers shall come up upon Mount Zion. And they're going to preach the pure gospel. They're going to restore the holy way. They're going to bring back what Jeremiah was trying to preach, what Isaiah was trying to preach. It's not going to be pretty. The world will hate them. I hear so many of my brothers and sisters say, you know, I can't wait for them to come. Are people really sure they want them to come? I don't think they do. What are you going to do when they do restore the holy way of the gospel? What are you going to do when they really do believe that the animals do have a soul as it's written in Genesis. What are you going to do when they tell you that the coming millennial reign, there will be no death, no sorrow, the animals won't be crying out? What are you going to do then? Will you rejoice in their death? Because they preached a gospel that you didn't like too well. Will it be like in Hosea? See, Uh, we won't go into that. We've been long enough, friends. I'm Stephen Benoon. You've been watching Israeli News Live, a prophetic segment of our broadcast. We need your help. And I try not to ask too often. But if you want to stand with this ministry and support it, please do so. You can do so by two different ways. IsraelReturns.com is our ministry website where we speak biblical ministry on regular teachings and things like that. It has under contact uh, and also a place where you can donate online or you can mail us directly. We have started getting our mail in here into Europe now. Or you can go to IsraeliNewsLive.org. There's just a little place you can click on to donate online there as well. We thank you for helping us to get this message out to the world. I'm Stephen Beno. Watch these prophecies. As they fulfill, they're happening all around you. Ethiopia has been fulfilling now for a couple of years and continues to fulfill even today, even this week. And the Vatican is involved in all of it. I'm Stephen Benoom with Israeli News Live. Shalom.